Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Reactionaries Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco, and I'm here with my co-host, Joe Gruen. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Joe, today's movie, Con Air, 1997. Joe, a movie that answers the question, can you be so good at fighting that it's illegal? Yeah. The answer answer is yes. Yes. (laughs) I feel like that has dangerous ramifications, Joe. Yeah, I think so. I don't think that would fly today where we, like, literally have sport that's centered around beating the shit out of each other. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just, I love, yeah, so, so Con Air, Joe, he gets sent to prison, he being Nick Cage, because he's too cool. He's too cool, Joe. The Army trained him too well. He is, yeah. Army trained him too well, Joe. So this is our continued uh, movie in Summer of Blockbusters. I forgot we were calling it for a second. I almost called it John Woon, but it's the middle of july and, and so this was done by simon west <laughs> and it was not done by john john Wu. so joe <clears throat> yes you want to get right into the movie let's jump in 1997 directed by as i said before simon west uh i'm not sure what else he did but he must have gotten a second chance after this because this is pretty damn good for an action movie uh budget 75 mil box office 224 mil so a yeesh Three so I'm looking at, I'm looking at this, Joe. Yep. Uh, he was coming off um, doing the one of the Budweiser Frogs commercials. Hey, but that was a Joe, hit. Simon West directed one of the most watched YouTube videos of all time. Numa Numa? Numa <laughs> Numa, no. Joe, if I were to send you a link and be like, Joe, you got to check this out, you would think that I tricked you because he directed Never Gonna Give You Up. Oh, wow. Yeah, he directed the Rickroll video. Yeah. The original, the actual music video. The actual. But then he did did a couple good things. He did Expendables 2, um, Tomb Raider, um, and that's it. Anything else in the 90s? Did they just not give him another chance after that? Uh, The General's Daughter. Ah, that was a big one. Yeah. Travolta, Babe's Dad, (laughs) James Conroll. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right joe so <clears throat> simon west uh simon west uh yes con air we open with a powers booth narration he's yes. in the movie for about five seconds i was so hyped because i was like i don't remember powers booth being in this movie and it was like he's that's not. it <laughs> he's not his, <laughs> his voice is in the movie but joe this actually starts with two things that i did not realize got me so hyped for movies i knew i was in for a treat if i saw either the touchstone touchstone pictures logo or mm-hmm. the jerry bruckheimer tree and this had both it did yeah so you knew it was going to be a blast yeah i knew we were in for a wild ride uh it starts off with this army rangers hype speech and kind of set over a bunch of desert storm footage yeah yes. it was like yeah i i don't know what exactly well I guess he would have been in Desert Storm if he got, spoiler alert, he goes to jail for seven years and gets out. But why was he getting out, like, in the middle of Desert Storm? Like, where are they like, all right, Army Rangers, we don't need you anymore. Yeah, the timeline doesn't really make sense because you're right. <laughs> like, like, he would have stayed for the entirety of it. Because in this speech, they're like, you guys have served your country well, time to go home, build a life for yourselves. And it's like, wait, if... They don't really flash the date up at that time, but, like, if we assume the future most events happen in 1997, then... Oh, Desert Storm is until 91, so I don't know what he was doing. He was I just don't either. Up. 
He was just kicking around doing nothing. Yeah. Maybe yeah, he was, only, like, imagining Desert Storm in the future. Yeah, we only get one date in this movie, which is July 14th, 1997. That's right. <laughs> we know that most of this movie takes we place. We get it a lot. <laughs> a jo- July 14th, 1997. Joe, Bastille Day. Ooh. A, another prison break. So That's I think right. that, that was intentional. And they were very subtle with it when they bashed you over the head with it a thousand times. Hey. She's stuck in the first grade because she can't get over the bully's black teeth. So. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a weird. She's like not Nick, Cage, right. Nick Cage was just like, oh, oh, her. Not like, what is wrong with this child? <laughs> he sends a letter. He's like, dear hummingbird. What kind of school? He's like, yeah. waiting for his wife. What kind of school do you <laughs> yeah, send her that was to? Like, dear hummingbird, what kind of weird cockamamie? Uh, what red the X school fuck are, are you doing? Are you sending our daughter to? Um, so Mobile, Alabama is the next scene and we get a bar scene with Trisha Poe and Dale talking at the bar, bartender Dale. Uh, Nick Cage arrives. They see each other from across the room. They embrace, they kiss. How do I live? Place? How do I live without you? <laughs> Leon Rimes was 14 when she recorded that. Yeah. That's insane. Dude, she, no, she was, like, a legit star when she was, uh, yeah, in grade school. How does, like, a 14-year-old be like, how do I live without you? I was like, I don't know, man. Go Just talk about her parents. Go. <laughs> I was going to say, go watch cartoons or something. Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> go to school. Um, anyway, it plays in the background. This song was nominated for both an Oscar and a Razzie, and it lost both. Good. Well, that's kind of wild to be on the polar opposite spectrum of like recognition for songs well and also it's like uh um i guess it was just an okay song then which <laughs> kind of tracks it up <laughs> <laughs> um nick cage talks to his in utero daughter in a very bizarre scene uh he has and he's, high- like, he's like she's gonna be a soccer player no, he has higher hopes for her she's gonna be miss alabama not yeah. miss usa he's keeping his uh Keeping he's his like, expectations well, low. He's like, let's be, he's like, first of all, he has an insane Southern accent in this whole movie, which is weird because he has a pretty normal Texas accent most of the time. But right. this movie, he really kicks up the like redneck. But he's like, he's like, let's be clear. She's got half my genetics. Miss Alabama's the best she's going to do. <laughs> Miss USA is out of reach. <laughs> uh, Nick Cage. Uh, oh, his name is Cameron Poe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most people just call him Poe throughout the movie. Um, but for some reason in my notes, I called him Cam. I don't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Cam. That's something that nobody in this movie calls him once. Not one time. Um, so the barfly, uh, one of the barflies comes over um, and fucks with Cameron. Fucks well, with Poe. He's like, I'm going to shoot my, he's like, he's like, uh, he's like that. Trisha Poe, she's a total hottie. He's like, today's the day I'm going to shoot my shot. The day her army ranger husband comes back from the yeah, war. That's when it's he like, gets the courage. Yeah, it's like, pick a better day, man. Like, I feel like a lot of this is just, like, bad, like, situational awareness. It is. Maybe he built up a really good rapport before this moment, and he just kind of, like, found himself in wrong place at the wrong time. Um, but anyway, they almost fight. Uh, it's insinuated that Poe might be a bit of a hothead. Or, or he may used have to be been. a hothead. 
And he's I think like, that's prison- why he went to the military. She's like, honey, I need you to go kill some people in third world countries, get it out of your system, and then come back and raise a family. Like, okay, honey, I'll try. All, all right, hummingbird. All right, hummingbird. But he's okay. So he's like, uh, when this guy comes up to the bar, Nick Cage is like, "Do you know him?" He's like, "Yeah." He, she's like, "Yeah." He's a regular. He's like, "Yeah, I'm a regular, a regular hound dog." And then he takes money and like throws it at him. Is like, buy my friends a round of drinks. It's like that's your with money. your money. <laughs> Oh, dude, that's like what happened to you at the Niners game. Yes, that's what I was going to say. It's like <laughs> in the Niners game when the guy threw my money at me because uh, my mother-in-law spilled a drink. And then he was, I was like, okay, well, I have the money and you don't have a beer. So <laughs> feels like a win. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the Barflies are not done with them. They meet Cameron and Trisha out in the parking lot in the rain. Cameron immediately gets himself surrounded, which is hilarious for a guy who's an army ranger. You figured like he would have some tactical awareness, but he just like basically like like steps into the middle of the circle and then yeah. just like starts looking around. <laughs> like he's been surrounded. Like dude, you surrounded yourself. He didn't. They didn't like walk up to him. They were like maybe six feet away. So there's like three of them like almost in a triangle shape, like six feet away, and he just steps forward like four feet and is like, "Oh my god, what happened? Oh no, what's going on?" (laughs) They got like puts his arms out. (laughs) But this bar's also like right next door to like an oil refinery. Oh yeah, dude. The settings. (laughs) You know what? That might you may have hit on something. The settings in this movie might be the craziest part about it because every setting has something that does not belong. Yeah, it's like like later on the the Vegas strip with the quarry. Yeah. <laughs> with the fucking rock crusher. Um like this is a weird theme for a casino. <laughs> and then um see okay, real quick beforehand. Um I don't know if you caught it, but when they were slow dancing in the bar, the woman walked by with drinks and it was the most insane foley work I've ever heard because it sounded like somebody just like clinked drinks like right next to the microphone and it like drowned it like drowned out the song like oh, just wow. like drinks clinking together. And then were these guys just standing in the rain behind a chain link fence waiting for him to get out? Like, yeah, dude, like how long were they out there, were they out there for like a half hour just like getting soaking wet? Like, I don't I think he should have had his sentence reduced because that guy was going to die of like pneumonia anyways for sure for sure uh so trisha runs to get dale after this fight breaks out um and then the barfly pulls a knife like the head barfly and he gets like jaw whacked like the guy does some krav maga move like crushes his jaw into his brain stem or something i think and he dies. I, think, I think he hits his he does the the palm strike to the nose I thought it or was like if, right here. No, I think it was to the nose because it's that thing where it's like, don't get hit in the nose because it'll like take the bo- the cartilage and jam it into your brain. Jam it into your brain, yeah. Which um, I don't know if that's real or if that's just. Uh, I mean, no one's up. ever tested it. <laughs> Can you die from a hit to the nose? Um, <laughs> I feel like we need an answer. Where yeah, we do need fun? an answer. All right, Joe, I'm I'm at the uh, the um. The authority for this, uh, reddit.com slash r slash ask science. Yeah. Uh, first, the nasal bones are far too thin and flat to be forced through anything else and into the brain. Come on. That's not a fun answer. Yeah, it says it's more likely the cartilage will crack against the skull. I believe it's more, that. It's more fun to think that it goes into the brain and kills the person. So we'll believe that because that's what happens here. Maybe. Uh, 
we flash forward to a courthouse hearing and the, the world's shittiest, worst attorney, the shittiest lawyer of all time. He's like, look, he's like, I did a really bad job. He fucking convinces Cam, and he doesn't even fucking acknowledge it in the courtroom. He's just like standing there, like this happens all the time. It's like, how do you keep getting fucking gigs? Uh, he's like, because anyway. I'm free. <laughs> he convinces Poe to plead guilty to manslaughter, and he's like, look, here's what's gonna happen. You're, you might get four, but more likely you're gonna get one year. Yeah. And uh, Cam's like, I didn't do it. Like Poe's like, I didn't do anything wrong. And they're like, just do it, because like you don't want to go through like the trouble. Like the judge is gonna keep talking, and like the other <laughs> lawyer is gonna keep talking, and like yeah. you just want to get out of here as quick as you can, right? And he's like, I like to think it's like day so. one of the trial. Like he just shows up, he's like, I'm your attorney. Uh, gu- plead guilty. For pleading, I think. Yeah, I got reservations. I can't. <laughs> I think our case is real flimsier. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, the judge then immediately cuts to the judge and the judge is like, yeah, you're getting 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> immediately, because he's like, he's <laughs> well, the best part is the attorney's like, all right, look, you, you don't you don't plea. We're going to go to trial. You're probably looking at 10 years. <laughs> and he's like guilty. And he's like, all right, seven to 10 years. He's like, what the? He doesn't even react either. Like, I'd be so pissed off. The attorney's like, well, see ya. <laughs> I like, just turned him like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, he gets this because his fists are technically classified as deadly weapons. He's been in the Army Rangers. So apparently there's a different set of laws for yes, people who served our country. <laughs> this is what the judge says. With your military skills, you are a deadly weapon and are not subject to the same laws as other people that are provoked <laughs> because you can respond with deadly force. What? That's insane. A. <laughs> B. That seems like something the lawyer should have researched. He's yeah. defending an army major. Like, he probably should have turned him right after that and been like, yeah, I didn't graduate law school. <laughs> so, I did uh, get in. Yeah, I... I got into law school. Okay, here's the thing. I almost finished my. I all okay. I okay. I'm pre-law. All right. I didn't finish that degree though. I still got two years left. Wait, you can take pre-law in high school, right? (laughs) Okay, then maybe I was not pre-law. I took AP law. (laughs) Uh, Um, slept through most of it. Uh, anyway, Con Air. Flashes on the screen, right? We get a sentence. Con Air. Flashes Con up. Air. It said the name of the movie. I love how, like, back in the 90s, they would give you, like, a mini movie right before the movie, which is oh, yeah. fantastic. A nice little um, cold open. So uh, then we get the opening credits, and we get uh, Poe writing letters from prison to his wife and daughter. And his tone and his voice sounds like he's a Civil War general. Yeah. And not, and not on the side, the good side. Right. Like, my, my dearest Trisha, the Yankee Devils He's invaded. Damn Yankees. <laughs> I, f- I fear our way of life will be ruined when they free all the Negroes. It is awfully hot down here. <laughs> I I currently have dysentery, so if uh if uh you don't hear from me again, know my last hours were painful and on the toilet. <laughs> Forever yours. <laughs> uh, so Trisha sends him hostess snowballs, which he uses to befriend a diabetic in prison. Yes! 
I like to think that uh, O Baby is the guy that he'd be friends with. I thought it was Baby O. I think it's O Baby. Oh, maybe it is Baby O. No, I think you might be right. O Baby is not something you want to say. I called him O Baby. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. Um, I like... yeah. So anyway, I like to think that like he was not a diabetic before the yes. snowballs. <laughs> yes. Uh, I love. I also love the idea that uh, one guy in the jail cell develops like type two diabetes, while the other one just gets absolutely ripped, <laughs> shredded, <laughs> just completely shredded. And uh, and the other guy just gets like type two diabetes, loses his foot. You yeah, know? maintains all his army ranger like <laughs> fighting abilities. <laughs> And the other guy, like, can barely move for the entire fight. <laughs> the other guy, after seven years, has to use a stick to, to wash himself. <laughs> He's got, like, two peg legs. <laughs> um, so Cam reads letters through a prison riot in this montage, which is kind what of What is happening in this prison? <laughs> it's just, like, out of control. And he just kind of, like, like turns his head. And, like, like covers his ear. He, like, turns his head and covers his ear like he's like, this prison riot is too loud. I'm trying to focus. <laughs> he's like, hey, I'm writing letters to my daughter over here. Uh, Cam, uh, Cam's daughter's name's Casey, by the way. Cassie. Cassie? Or Casey, I can't remember. Ca- Casey. Casey, okay. Uh, Cam learns Spanish and origami, I think because his daughter's learning that stuff. I would guess that I think he wants to like keep his like brain going and like away from prison. And I think, yeah, he's trying to learn what his daughter's learning. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, he's trying to pass the first grade along with his daughter. <laughs> it's a Billy Madison situation. Uh, so Casey's letter, this is the first uh, instance of Casey's letter, which is just fucking Sylvia Plath level. Did you write uh, it all down, Joe? Yeah, my all of it. My daddy is coming home on July 14th. My birthday is July 14th. I'm going to see my daddy for the first time ever on July 14th. I can't wait for July 14th. <laughs> uh, Cam bought Casey a stuffed bunny. We see the stuffed bunny also for the first time here. Terrible gift, Joe. He should have gotten oh, yeah? his daughter cigarettes. Yeah, exactly. Should have gotten her cigarettes. Shouldn't have gotten her cigarettes. Um, but it's kind of nuts. Like, it's also really depressing if you think about it, because that's probably like the only thing. First of all, it indicates that you can get stuffed animals for your children visiting you in prison from like the duty free shop or like that the is, little gift store area. Uh, no, Joe, it's just in case uh, the prisoners can't sleep without their binky. They can get a new one in prison. <laughs> oh, it's really meant for prisoners? It's okay, for the that, prisoners, yeah. That lightens it up. But also, like, that was probably, like, the only option he had was this bunny. Like, <laughs> and if it sucks, it sucks. And he probably had to spend a ton on it, too. Like, oh, dude, he he had to, like, he traded in all of his cigarettes and some physical favors to get the amount of uh, <laughs> cash. Some guards. <laughs> yeah, to get enough in his commissary to buy that uh, bunny. That's right, that's right. Um, so Cam bought, uh, yeah, he buys the stuff money. Cam's cellmate, Baby O. Oh, I call him Baby O here, so I guess that's his name. Uh, the diabetic. 
is headed to a new prison while Cam is out on parole. And they discuss this. And then Cam goes from, like, soft-spoken for, like, the only time in the entire movie, because he's literally monotone the whole movie, when he's killing people, when he's fucking, like, running through explosions. And then this scene, for whatever reason, he just, like, bursts into awkward jubilation at, like, the prospect of going home. I'm going to see my baby. I'm going to see my baby. Woo! Like, open if he's like, what? It's so funny because it'd be like, you don't think, like, if you watch this, you're like, oh, Nick Cage, Nick Cage's range just doesn't include, like, extreme jubilance. And it's like, no, that's all Nick Cage does in most of his movies. It's just yeah, be like, it's almost more Whoa! impressive that he yeah. didn't do that a lot in this yeah. Uh, so the U.S. Marshal, we find out, annually flies 155,000 prisoners across the country for transfers, legal hearings, and medical exams. Okay. Get some little piece of information. I guess it makes the movie more authentic. I don't know why they put that in there, but, um, this flight is headed to Feltham, Feltham Penitentiary in Alabama, a supermax security prison for the worst of the worst. So I guess this is a really good time to talk about uh, what Nicolas Cage is doing in California. He, I don't know, Joe. He did it in Alabama. He's facing Alabama state level charges. So there's no juris, there's no jurisdictional move that moves him across state lines. Yeah, like this is not even, like you send the worst of the worst to like maybe other states to go like the few supermax facilities across the world. But, like, why does this guy have to be in a supermax facility when he, like, killed one guy in self-defense? Uh, no, the, so these guys are getting transported to supermax. He just got moved across country for no reason. <laughs> to a regular jail? Yeah. But, like, his wife and daughter are there, so his, like, wife and daughter moved to California? Did they? I guess they would have had to to end up in Vegas that fast. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I never know where anybody is in this movie. <laughs> like, they're they're all over the place. Um, so guard Bishop, uh, we get introduced to her or Lady as Baby O calls her. Uh, told is told that Baby O needs his insulin shot before they take off. This guy uh, complains about his insulin all movie. He long. sure does, and no one listens. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, my insulin. They're like, shut up. Uh, no, even she's like, yeah, yeah, we'll give it to you on the plane. It's like, how about you give it to him now? Like, what's the weight exactly? She's like, what's the worst that could happen? Uh, the the inmates take over the plane and they accidentally destroy all the needles, and they call not it con air. Yeah, not likely. Come on. Actually, I should write that down. <laughs> that seems pretty cool. Uh, she says, yeah, they'll give him a shot in flight. We get introduced to John Cusack, who's in this movie. I can only assume he weaseled his way in because I don't think he was a character <laughs> with, the, with the original writing of the script. Joe, can I tell you something? Refuses to answer any questions about Con Air. He hates this movie. <laughs> it's like it's like Santa and Detective Crashmore. He's like, I told, kinda, you, I told you not to ask about Con Air. They kind of cut around him in this movie. like, But you can also tell they force him into stuff. Like, he'll just pop up at the Air Force Base and, like, in Vegas on, like, a bike. And it's like, wait, you were not supposed to... You're a desk guy. Yeah, he's he's clearly, like, a logistics guy. Yeah. Like, he's, like, he he is, like, um, like, he's the head of, like, the U.S. Marshals, like, transportation division. Like, he doesn't see any action ever. Like, he coordinates planes and stuff. 
Yeah, he's the fucking from um, Broken Arrow. He's the what guy? I can't even remember his name. Giles. Oh, yeah, the guy. Giles had even less to do, though. Yeah, but that's the point is like that's what John Cusack should have been doing this whole movie. At most, he should have hopped a plane to go to one area to be like, okay, this is what we're doing. Great. I'll sit here. Well, he should have been like the one guy who's like, wait a second. What if the cons took over the plane? And they're like, come on, dude. Like he did in Broken Arrow. Like he's like, what if John Travolta is the bad guy? Yeah, but he keeps like waffling and he's on the fence. (laughs) He's like, but what if the pilots took it back? Yeah, he's like, all right, no, uh, no, no, no. Right now, uh, I think the pilots are in charge. Yeah, the pilots are in charge right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's it's like a, it's like Q drop stuff where they're like, all right, the Patriots are in charge. All right, they're not in charge anymore. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're, not they're in, in charge, charge anymore. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, his name's Vince Larkin. His name uh, is Ron Watkins. <laughs> <laughs> he meets an obnoxious DE agent named Duncan Malloy who drives a nice car. Played by Cole Meany, Joe. Played by Cole Meany. Cole um, Meany. Uh, hold on. Chief Miles O'Brien on Star Trek. I just need ah, to point out. Okay. He, what, what's funny is like, uh, so the Miles O'Brien character just gets like the worst treatment in every, and he's just this kind of like beaten down guy who's just like, uh, uh, you know, he like hardly ever sticks up for himself. So I like to think that he like did that, that for like, he did that for like 13 years. And he's like, all right, now's my time. Yeah, he paid his dues being a fucking doormat. Now he's like an alpha. Yeah, like there's, okay, just just to give an idea is there's an episode where he gets sent to life in prison, but the life in prison happens only inside his brain over the course of like eight hours. And then they're like, okay, and they're like, okay, you can go now. (laughs) And that's not the worst thing that happens to him on that show. That's just like a Tuesday for him. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so he drives a nice car, and that becomes important later. Also, they meet Willie, which I should probably highlight right now. We've been introduced to, like, three characters in a matter of, like, five seconds. This movie is so saturated with characters that, like, it's rapid fire. Like, you just get a character after character after character after character. Like, I can't tell which of these are going to matter, which ones are just there for filler, but, um, they yeah. Took, they, they took the USA motto very seriously, Joe. Yeah. Characters, welcome. <laughs> yeah. So they meet Willie and they discuss an undercover operation where they dress Willie as a prisoner and have him try to extract information from a guy named Cedinho. Again, another introduction of a character. Who too many names. A drug, too many names, yes. For the first time in my doing this, I'll say a few too many names. Uh, a drug kingpin that will get picked up in Carson City. By have, him get, have him get on in Carson City. Doesn't need to be on the plane right now. Just right. Uh, they argue about whether Willie can carry a gun or not on. It's a big thing. Actually, no, that's a really good point. I just heard what you said. Why didn't they put him on, get him on the plane in Carson City? Like, what's the point of putting him on now? Yeah. Just. Just to have everything get fucked up. Just to make things more complicated. Right. Uh, the prisoners arrive. William. Be- oh, here we get our our big introductions. I like so, these in nineties movies though. Really quick though, so they have so they have this big argument. They're like, no weapons on my plane. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, no weapon because they're, they're. But Joe, they're litting two deadly weapons onto the plane. Yeah, one in the cockpit and actually a whole freaking armory. Uh, oh, Joe? you're talking about Nicolas Cage's fist. His, his left hand and his right hand. They're letting two deadly weapons on the plane. Right, 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 right. 
Um, so we get introduced to our primary prisoners, I guess is what you'd call them. Uh, yeah. William Bedford, a.k.a. Billy Bedlam. Way better name. Ca- caught his wife in bed with another man. Left her alone. Drove four towns over to his wife's family's house. Killed her parents, her brothers, her sisters, even her dog. Seems dude. like a chill dude. <laughs> yeah. Calm. Like, <laughs> what do they have to do with it, Joe? I don't know. Yeah, they didn't say they killed his wife. Like he left her. He's just and, like, like the I guy. Don't, I don't think it's gonna work. He like leaves a note. And the <laughs> guy was like, yeah. the guy was like, oh, so do I get off scot free? And that the good? guy, yeah. P.S. Best of luck to to Roger. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote that in their blood. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Jones is the second guy, aka Diamond Dog, former AKA general. Being Rames. That's what yeah, I just AKA Being Rames. Uh, former general of the Black Gorillas. Um, he blew up a meeting of the NRA saying they represented the basis negativity of the white race. Uh, he wrote a book in prison called Reflections in a Diamond Eye. New York Times called it a wake-up call to the black community. They're talking to Denzel for the movie. Hey, Joe, I don't know yeah. if he's wrong. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if he's wrong about the NRA thing. Oh, about the NRA thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the rest is a little extreme. <laughs> no, the rest is a little extreme. I don't know if he's wrong about that. It's, it's a little of that, like, uh, you know, in Black Panther, people like, well, Killmonger is right. <laughs> yeah, they made a little, a little bit of sympathy there at the beginning. Yeah. You're like, yeah, okay. I get it. I see I see where, where he's going there. <laughs> Unless in 97, like, the NRA was the sacred institution, <laughs> which is possible. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, yeah, they're like they, he also sent uh, chemical weapons to the uh, to big tobacco CEOs. It's like, oh, I don't really. <laughs> Turns um, out he's working with a guy named Osama bin Laden. <laughs> uh, the super bad criminals are put in these standing cages. We find this out through this thing. So like everyone's on a regular flight, but like the VIP section are these like standing cages in the back that they get like handcuffed to the sides of. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, this one, the third one's done it all. Kidnapping, robbery, murder, extortion. His name is Cyrus Griffin, a.k.a. Cyrus the Virus. John 30, Malkovich himself, Joe <laughs> We'll get to that. 39 years old, 25 of them spent in institutions, earned two degrees, including his Juris Doctorate. Also, uh, has also killed 11 inmates, incited three riots, and escaped twice. Likes to brag that he killed more people than cancer. Played by none other than John Malkovich. And Jeff, when I think intimidating, I think of the guy that played, uh, that was in Dangerous Liaisons nine years before this. (laughs) I mean... John Malkovich isn't exactly the most imposing figure that I've ever seen in my entire life. No, he's like 39 pounds. <laughs> like they don't, he didn't get buff for this movie either. This is not like a, I don't know. Um, no, this isn't a situation. This isn't a, a Christian Bale situation where he gets absolutely jacked for. Yeah. Or uh, like a Matt Batman. Damon situation for Bourne. Like he did not try to get buff for this movie. It's just him with like one neck tattoo. And you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This guy rules the prison. Sure. He Teddy KGB was the next year. Rounders came out the next year, and I, 
I feel like all he did was just like, all right, now I wear a tracksuit and I'm playing the same. Except I think he grew a beard. Like, it's just like John. Ma- so, like, you you have those actors like um, like Christian Bale or like Gary Oldman who, like, transform themselves to be part of the role. John Malkovich just plays John Malkovich. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but he's so good at it. So it's yeah, like, he's like correcting people on their grammar over the radio. <laughs> like, like, yeah. What are you a prison badass or not? Um, then there's Dave Chappelle, Jeff. He's also in this movie. He is a walking penis. A.K.A. Dookie Mouth. Yeah. Well, he said that he loved him. Yeah. No. So I didn't write down all his lines, but suffice to say, they're all fantastic. So whoever's going to watch this movie, if you just watch it for one thing, watch for the Dave Chappelle lines. They're all great. Yeah. Well, the, the guard who, who there's a guard there who seems to be there just to, like, antagonize and rile up the prisoners before he gets on the plane. Like he's doing like like the prisoners like come by him and he's like, hold on, let me roast you real quick. <laughs> like he's like, <laughs> hey, shit, Brad. Hey, is that a picture of your daughter? It's mine now. <laughs> yeah. He's like, let me let me get you guys all riled up before I put you on this plane. But he like like Dave Chappelle's like company goes. He says, "Look at this walking penis. You are one skinny Negro." It's like <laughs> completely unnecessary, dude. <laughs> but I love that every everybody gets this like you know like uh like big introduction, and they're like, "Who's that?" They're like, "Ah, oh, it's Cameron Poe. He's a nobody." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a nobody. We're not gonna care about him at all. But also. You mentioned skinny Negro. The Negro word gets thrown around a lot in this movie. And that's like how you, it's it's weird to think that in 97 that was like it, I couldn't tell if it was considered acceptable or not because everybody uses the term. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's also a lot of N bombs in this movie, which the people saying them are fine. But Joe. Joe. Yeah. Do you know the name of the guy who wrote this movie? Uh, No. Scott. Rosenberg. I don't think he's supposed to say the end words. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, Jeff. Uh, I also have a feeling his people have been through some shit too. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just move on, huh? He's like, let's just call it even, okay? <laughs> let's just call it square. Oh God, Joe, hold on. You gotta see this picture of him. Oh my God, you're gonna be you're gonna be so mad because he looks so just. He looks <laughs> so just, just are like. Are you sending me the like the Der Sturmer? No, picture? no. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the exact type of guy that you hate. Like guys who would do oh, that. What as a smile. sack of shit grin. Ah, <laughs> uh, so that's that's uh, one of that's one of your people, Joe. <laughs> I'm my people. Um, I love Jews, but I hate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dick Guard, we get introduced to. He's the one that's roasting everybody. He takes the picture of Cam's daughter or uh, Poe's daughter. And he also takes oh, baby O's uh, do rag. Yeah. He's like, like no do rags on this flight. He says do rags got to go, homeboy. He just exists to make the prisoners mad before they get on con air. Right. <laughs> um, Dave Chappelle, his name's Pinball Parker. Uh, he introduces himself on the plane to his uh, his Native American seat neighbor who, like, wants nothing to do with him. <laughs> that, that guy gets, like, the, the short end of the stick this whole, like... The whole I movie. mean, he can just sense bad people. <laughs> He's just like doesn't want anything to do with this guy. Like we don't know anything about him. He could be a Cameron Poe situation where he's like on parole. He's just going home. 
Sure, but, sure, yeah. Yeah, like he's he served his time, you know. Like he just ran with the wrong crowd, did like, you know, three to six for, you know, armed robbery or whatever, and he's just yeah, going home. His, like, his dad was like one of the wind talkers, and like he decided to go. <laughs> like, I, he's like an American hero. His whole family is. <laughs> I have water in my nose now. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, no problem. He's like a legacy at West Point. Oh my um, God. So, yeah, his name's Pinball Parker, Dave Chappelle. And he does arm robbery, arson, dope fiend. Hell of a nice guy, just got caught. Yeah, he's a nice guy, you know. Ladies, you know, friend zoned a lot, but he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Actually, he's yeah. got some game. He spits some game later at he the end. He does. He does. The Department of Erections. Department of Erections. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> uh, he harasses Cam, uh, or Poe. Sorry about that. He harasses Poe. Damn. Then makes fun of his uh, Native American seat neighbor. He really goes hard on the Native American stuff. Yeah. He's like, don't get all wounded knee on me. <laughs> so while, when, while this is happening, Willie is getting onto the plane, the undercover DEA agent, which, yeah. Joe, another time, nobody knows that he's a DEA agent. They're doing yeah. the they're doing the face off thing again, Joe. They are doing the face off thing again. Yeah. Just tell people have interdepartmental com- communications. Yeah, or alert the like pilot, you know. Yeah, at least let uh, let the guards know. This is another time where the guards are huge antagonistic jerks to everybody, and it's like, oh, just kind of be cool to this guy. He's a good guy, and yeah. then uh, Cole Meany gives him a gun, even though. John Cusack screamed at Cole Meaty. He's like, no guns on my plane! Very clear. <laughs> <laughs> the guns are not allowed. Um, yeah, he slips it into his sock, which just, like... I Have you ever tried to hold something in your sock before? Like, unless it's a knee sock, that shit's falling out. Like, yeah, it's right not going to happen. Before he gets to the steps. Because um, that's all I could think about the whole time, is, like, when is this gun going to fall out? I was... I, the, I, I didn't remember the movie, so when I was watching it again for the first time, I was like, oh, it must fall out on the floor. And then, like, everyone sees it, and they find out he's an no. agent. No, no, he just he pulls it out. It stays there the whole time. Um, Cam and Billy have a staring contest with one another. Or Poe and Billy have a, have a staring contest. Uh, they talk some shit to each other. The prisoners get the rundown from the dick guard, whose name is, like, Fenton or something, I think. Guard... I, don't, I, I stopped. I didn't pay attention. There were too many names. I had to I had to be like, these guards don't matter. And so I didn't right. learn their names. Uh, the prisoners who spit and scream will get head bagged with tape over their mouth. So that mm-hmm. actually is important. I'll give this movie this. Everything that they drop that you think might not be important is kind of important, except when we get to Steve Bushimi scenes. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're dropping Chekhov's guns all over. There's stuff in Chekhov's guns and socks all over this. That's this right. first 20 minutes of the plane. And then, yeah, Steve Bushimi, who, again, I, I texted you. I forgot his name. I just started writing Glenn Greenwald because I forgot his <laughs> <Greenwald>. name. <laughs> it's close enough. <laughs> close enough. Um, Cyrus chats up Johnny 23, who has raped 23 women and has a tattoo with 23 yards. Lovely. Yeah. And if they, if they knew, you know, really, I'd be Johnny 600. Johnny 600. <laughs> Gross. Uh, yeah. Dick Cop's name is, yeah, Guard Falzon. That's the name. Uh, he taunts Cyrus in his cage. 
Uh, Ginny, who has short hair, is worried about the flight, and I am not sure she shows up again in this movie. But she's a famous actress. I've seen her in stuff before. Wait, really? Yeah, dude. She was, like, the lead character in certain movies back in the 90s. And in this movie, she's literally in, like, two scenes doing nothing. Uh, Angela Featherstone? Could she Joe, she was on Friends and Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, she was in Seinfeld. Uh, oh, and also, I love um, that they're like, I sure hope this flight goes smoothly. It's like, that, like uh, that's yeah. like uh, in Titanic wait, wait. when the when the, in Titanic when the boat shipping off, they're like, well, I hope, hope that doesn't hit an iceberg and sink. Anyways, see you guys later. Cling. <laughs> um, Cyrus and Diamond Dog pull pins from their hands. And pick the locks and the handcuffs. So I don't know if they're like in the hands or they put some sort of like adhesive over their hands. No, it's like they, they, they put the needle in in the fleshy part of their their thumb. So it's actually in their skin. It's actually like in their skin, yeah. Because it's like if you can feel it, it's all just like yeah, it's, it's just padding. all it's all padding, yeah. So they they jam the needles in there horizontally so that they can just rip them out. Right, right, right. Um, so they kind of like unlock themselves from their handcuffs. Uh, Pinball then pulls a condom filled with some liquid out of his stomach that's attached to dental floss, and I feel like that should have been caught. <laughs> what is I this feel like dental that's, floss in your mouth? Yeah, I feel like that's an oversight. Like they were looking in the mouth, and I guess they just didn't look close enough. But also, like, where did he get lighter fluid in prison? I don't know. I have no idea. It's like a little container of lighter fluid. Yeah, I thought they ran off matches there, because giving people lighter fluid in prison seems like a bad idea. You know what's an even worse idea? Giving them condoms in prison, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) That almost seems like a good idea. Well, I mean, you you don't really encourage that behavior in prison. Sure, sure, sure. Um, There's also a match that he... Was it in his... It was also in the, the condom. It's a match. Yeah, it was all wrapped up in one little container thing. Because there's like a separate little like, like I don't even know what you call that, little packet, like little plastic container with like the twist tops that you bite yeah. off. Yeah, I, I don't. I. That's full of trouble. lighter fluid. Yes. I, I don't know what this, the actual term of that would be. This is an important detail for us to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Baby O is about to get his shot. When Pinball sprays his seat neighbor with the liquid and ignites him on fire, Pinball is dragged back to standing cells and then steals Guard Bishop's keys and all the chaos and unlocks the cells. But first, he says, the last of the Mohicans is burning. (laughs) Just really leaning hard into the Native American thing. Yeah. Um, Diamond Dog runs through Oz. I don't think people realize, like, how... Not to get political, but like how recent um, being conscientious of the emotions of Native American community is uh, like the Indians were just a thing back. The Indians are still a thing. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say the, the uh, what's, what are they called in Canada? The schools where they're like, oh, yeah, it turns out we found like 150,000 dead Native American kids at this school. Like and, and they're like, yeah, one of them died in like 1996. Like when they were making this movie, they were just yeah. like, Chuck. Chucking dead Native American kids just, like, in a ditch. Like, nobody cared. It was so wild. It's crazy. And that Indians logo is still a thing. Yeah. It is insane. (laughs) Be the Cleveland Spiders. It's a much cooler name. Please. Yeah, there you go. 
<laughs> um, so anyway, steals guard bishop's keys, unlocks the cells. Diamond Dog runs through the aisles, slamming into guards, shouting Allahu Akbar, <laughs> and slices a guard's throat with handcuffs. Again, very pre-2001 movie here. Yeah, very cool, actually, the the kill with the uh, the handcuff. Yeah, I, I, cool. Yeah, the uh, the using the handcuffs as um, brass knuckles was cool in Fast and Furious, but using it as a hook, a curved knife is much cooler. Yeah, I thought it was nice. Uh, nice touch. Cyrus gets out and stops the co-pilot at the cockpit because, like, the co-pilot comes out with guns. Like, what the fuck's going on here? He then wrestles his arm and, uh, like, wraps it in a towel or something to control it and then, like, directs it that kills, like, three people. <laughs> yeah, really easily. Like, he headshots a guy through it and goes through another guy's chest. And how does the third guy get killed? Oh, he shoots the, the co-pilot. Yeah. But he, like, he, like, one-shots, like, two guys. Like, one through the chest and one through the head. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely wild. Very, very good job, Malco. Um, uh, yeah, and like nobody's ducking as these bullets are flying. Like nobody seems to have any self, like preservation instincts. Nope. Um, he tells the captain to tell ground control that everything is fine. Uh, that there was just a bit of a ruckus, but it's cleared up, and so he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but his explanation's great because he's like, "Hey, you need me to finish this flight." And he's like, I never think that far ahead. He's like, oh, shit, he's got me. <laughs> <laughs> well, where to, sir? <laughs> and this is uh, Frederick Lane, Joe. I only know him from this, Supernatural, and the beginning of Men in Black. Ah. But I, I never forget his face because I think he's uh, uh, Adam Baldwin when I first see him every time. I'm like, wait, nope, that's not Adam Baldwin. Right, right, right. Um, he shoots the alarm, does Cyrus, and says, uh, welcome to Con Air. Said the name of the movie. Said the name of the movie. He said the thing that's the title of the movie. That's right. Gotta have those. Uh, Johnny Twenty Three creeps on guard Bishop, who is chained up in one of the standing cells. Uh, Baby O grabs some insulin for himself. Drinks um, it. Drinks it straight. <laughs> Says it can use more sugar. <laughs> Uh, Cam stops Johnny 23 from raping guard Bishop for the first time. Cyrus mm-hmm. backs him up, uh, which is interesting. Cyrus having kind of a heart of gold. He did everything they said at the beginning of the movie, but I guess rape well, he said cover he, it. He said he hates rapists when he was talking to Johnny 23. That's right. Uh, yeah. He said, you're something what between the cockroach and the white stuff that yeah, the corners on your lip. of your mouth. Yeah. So yeah, he hates rapists, but you know, there's a lot of tenuous alliances in this movie. Yes. And the most tenuous seems to be actually the strongest seems to be Cyrus and Poe until uh, Cyrus eventually figures out what basically everyone could figure out. From yeah. the beginning. Where, he, where everybody's like, let's kill everybody. And Cameron and Poe's like, maybe we don't kill everybody. And yeah. then, he, and then later on, John Malkovich is like, somebody is stopping us from killing everybody. <laughs> let's be Who a different kind of criminal. <laughs> Yeah. Um, six off. Uh, oh, this is where you find out six off, ten on in Carson City. And Cyrus reveal, reveals that he's working with Sedino um, to get a transfer flight, I guess, to Mexico. Uh, Pinball releases Willie. Uh, remember Willie, the undercover agent. Mm-hmm. And Willie immediately freaks out and holds him hostage. So the dude is just. I feel like when you're an undercover cop, you're 
taught to deal that's like the most important qualities to deal with like chaos and when things go wrong yeah and not immediately like drop your cover right that's like that's like i i like to think he got sent on this plane because they're just trying to get rid of him because he was like on a drug bust and they like got out the drugs he's like you guys that's illegal what are you doing Like, whoa, 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 nobody said anything about cocaine. Guys, trust me, I'm a DEA agent. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He's like, you know that little thing at the beginning of uh, of arcade games where it says winners don't do drugs? I made that. That was my idea. Was- Dare to be different, guys. <laughs> uh, he's got the shirt on. <laughs> it's fucking drug bust. Um... So he, yeah, Willie freaks out, holds Pinball hostage. Cyrus holds Bishop hostage. Cam talks softly to Willie, uh, which distracts him just long enough and gets him shot to death by Cyrus, which really earns him Cyrus's trust. This is where Cyrus and and Poe become buddies. Um, They just go back and forth saying, like, I don't care about that person. Like, I don't care about that person. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, this is more casual racism where he says, you think I care about a two-bit Negro crackhead? Another use of Negro. Yeah, very casual Negro. Somehow feels dirtier than the actual (laughs) N-word. It seems older. (laughs) Yeah, seems worse. deep-seated racism. Couple things. One. Uh, they ask him, have you lost your mind? Him being Cyrus. And he goes, according to my last psyche eval, yes. Joe, show idea. Criminally insane attorney. <laughs> okay, I like it. Like, he's he's just like, he just gets these cases. Like, it's like a law and order procedural. And he's like, how about, like, he's, they run into, like, uh, you know, like, case problems. He's like, how about we light juror number three on fire? <laughs> <laughs> like what no yeah in his closing statement he's like yeah and uh just a reminder to all of you if you vote against me i will murder your whole family and yeah. <laughs> uh the defense rests your honor defense rests just keep it in mind and he's like the, the other attorney is like objection he just turns and looks at him and just is like, does it yeah, like just, he's no. like rescinded um sustained. Sustained. Yeah. yeah and then um also joe uh the when Willie gets shot to death, he's like, I can't control the situation. Cause they're like, you're not controlling the situation. He's like, I can't control the situation. Can a guy who's not controlling the situation do this? And then gets immediately shot. to death. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, three of the six guys getting off in Carson city are white and dead. We find out. Which means uh, Joe, they were not going to the supermax. They were just like generic prisoners like Poe and baby. O. like they were just guys. Right. Well, the Supermax isn't in Carson City. They're... No, it's in Feltham. Felt it's on Fulton, oh. Joe. It's on Fulton. <laughs> it's on Fulton. Uh, three of the six guys, yeah, they're getting off in Carson City. Uh, so, yeah, this is where we find out that Baby O can't take their place because that's the original plan. He's dying of, um, yeah, because there's no needle on board. So he's dying of diabetes. Diabetes, which it doesn't happen this way. <laughs> I don't know shit about fucking diabetes and like how quick you need your insulin. I feel like you need it either much quicker than what happens in this movie or much later. Like, so there's like, I looked into it. There's like two types of like, like you either need insulin all the time or you need it like once a day. Like it's like a, like a, 
like a vitamin sort of situation. And it depends on whether you have type one or type two, right? Oh, it depends on like severity and stuff too. But like, you don't just like immediately start to die if you like miss one shot. Like, cause if you look up like, uh, you know, what happens when you miss a shot of insulin, everything's like, all the question answers are like, what happens when I miss a thing of insulin? And and all of the things says like, it's not a matter of, all the things are like, don't, you know, like, don't beat yourself up. It's not an if this happens. It's a win. It happens to everybody, you know. Oh, and and this movie, he misses one shot, and he's dying, like, two hours later. So that's, like, when I forget to give, like, my flea medication on the first to Teddy. Yeah. They're like, it's okay. They can go, like, ten days without it. And it's, yeah. Like, or, it's, days. or it's, like, I have uh, my anti-anxiety medication. Like, if I don't take it, like, I'm fine for, like, a whole day. And then it's, right. like, I, and then I start to get antsy. I don't, like... Like sees up and can't I move. I'm not like, <laughs> I start ripping out my hair. <laughs> if you get moved, you go into shock. Yeah, that's the best part. They're like, you can't move, you'll go into shock. It's like he missed a sh- By the way, he missed a shot by like three hours. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> this has been again. We talk about this. They're in California. They make it to Carson City and eventually to Vegas. That's the whole entirety of the flight. This doesn't take place over more than like three hours, even with the Joe. touchdown. Joe, they fly from like I think they actually I think they fly from Fairfield to Carson City because which is like a half hour. <laughs> yeah, it's a super short flight because there's an Air Force base in, in Fairfield and uh, Cyrus the virus is in Vacaville. So that means they're right. all in Va- They got bust in from Vacaville. Right. So they're they're Yeah, this is like a half hour flight at most. Like they're like, we're taking over the, pl- the pilots already landing. <laughs> Yeah, which just makes this right. <laughs> yeah, there's just enough time for like everybody to go around and get a little bag of peanuts they're not gonna finish. Yeah. Um, which just makes this whole like diabetes plot B line like ri- more ridiculous. Yeah, it does make makes quick. even less sense. Like it's it's a scheduling error. Like it's right. like it's like oh you're supposed to get it at twelve, uh, but the nurse is out, so uh, you'll get it at two. He's like okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, he can't take their place, though, we find out, because they were all white. And so they're like, oh, no. He's like, I'm going to die now. I'm as good (laughs) as a dead man. It's like, Jesus Christ. Uh, Calm down, man. There's a sanding fucking drama queen. uh, There's a sandstorm in Carson City. Uh, We find that out, which is uh, good for for the plan here. Uh, So we flash back to the prison. And uh, the cops and Vince are checking out Cyrus's cell while the plane lands in Carson City. So it's kind of intercut, these two scenes. Uh, an unloaded... Uh, oh, the the stand-in prisons are unloaded and gagged, and their mouths are taped. Uh, so Cam... Oh, no, they're not unloaded yet. They're, they're getting ready to be unloaded. Yeah. Cam changes his mind and decides to stay on, because now he's not going to be able to squeal. Because his whole plan was like, I'm going to just tell everybody. I'm going to make this whole thing. Here's how I'm going to save you, baby Uh I am going to turn this into a fucking gunfight. <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. Everybody's going to start shooting. It'll be fine. I'm just going to go, they're the prisoners. They're not the guards. They're the prisoners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, okay. That'll, That'll work. work well. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the cops and Vince find an airplane uh oh the airplane plans that are hidden in the wall behind what has been completely remade this wall with drywall yeah you you kind of undersold it so they cut to vacaville state prison 
Yeah. Which, why is Cyrus the Virus in Vacaville State Prison, first of all? Yeah, he's a monster. <laughs> he's a monster. He's just in a state penitentiary in Vacaville. And, yeah, they're and, like, he escaped twice. Yeah, because you don't put him in the right kind of prison. Because <laughs> you put him in a room that he can just build walls in. Right. So, like, yeah, so they're, like, they're, like, doing, like, inventory on his on his cabin or not his cabin his uh his cell i guess and yeah. they're like wait a second this wall is so well first they're like is this cocaine it's there's like, like a hole there <laughs> yeah and then he just like peels back like i don't know what this is made out of like wet plaster it is weird that there's a fucking hole there because like he clearly rebuilt the whole wall so he just leave the hole joe where is it the paint that he was using to repaint this wall <laughs> also joe shit Joe, are you familiar with Captain Mark Richards? Uh, no. Captain Mark Richards is uh, at Vacaville State, in real life, in Vacaville State Penitentiary. He is serving a life sentence for a murder in the 1980s that uh-huh. he says he could not have committed because he was off-world fighting the Illuminati and the Draco. Oh, good for him. <laughs> American hero. This is a real guy that exists. And so... He might know Cyrus the Virus. That's it's a I, it's a pretty good alibi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. They find airplane plans, which again, like he, these are like these huge plans. Like, how do you slip that in? From? The Anarchist Cookbook. I feel like that's like the number one book you're not allowed to have in prison. Right. The yeah, Anarchist Cookbook. One hundred percent a flagged book. Yeah, it's like that and like Mein Kampf for like one and two. Right, one A and one B. Yeah. Um. So then we flash back to Cam, uh, who gets his daughter's picture back from the uh, dick card, but later bluffs that he's searching for his daughter's picture when he plants Willie's tape recorder on the guard. Okay, so remember, he's like, I told you I was going to get this back. Made some big fucking scene about it in front of a bunch of different prisoners. And then he's like, notices the tape recorder that was on Willie. He's like, oh, maybe I'll hide this and like send a message to uh, the FBI guys. And then he's like patting down the dick guard. He's like, where's my daughter's picture? Where's my yeah. daughter? Like, why is one of the prisoners just like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's like stick. It's like between his fingers. He's like holding on to it. He's like, where's my daughter's picture? It's like, it's it's in your hand, dude. Yeah, it's like uh, tucked behind his ear. <laughs> it's yeah. like, you know, really prominently presented. Um, Yeah, that was really bizarre. And then uh, the new convicts come aboard. So we get some new characters because this movie didn't have enough characters. Nope. Gotta have more. And the thing with this movie is it's not only is there a lot of characters, there are a lot of names because everybody has t- has their name and then their nickname. So it's yes. just it's just an information overload. It's, it's out of control. It's just an onslaught of names. Uh, so we get an, a long haired pilot who's named uh, Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing's uh, the best character in the whole movie. It's pretty sweet. He just like goes with the flow. Um, there are times where you think he's like totally cool with surrendering. Then other times he's like out of his goddamn mind. <laughs> and at one point he gets a military, like a military helmet for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> he just all of a sudden has one. And you're just like, you know what? Rule of cool, man. You go for it. I'm not going to question you, where this came you, from. You, uh, Sedino is also in this, this crop of guys. We get a lady boy whose name we don't get until the very end, which is Sally can't dance. Yeah, this is where I'm not sure how to how how we gender this person because this is like this this guy's this person is not trans. They're just no, you know, they're not. Clearly, they're not. But Joe Cameron Poe later on in the movie does respect the the potential gender identity that this person 
identifies as a woman because he goes to punch Sally and then slaps Sally and instead. Slaps her. Yeah. <laughs> he plays it soft. He's like, you know what? You're right. You don't punch a woman. Yeah. So but I, I'll I, slap a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's woke for 1997. You bet your ass it is. That's like, uh, what's his face? Sean Connery. They're like, they're like, Sean, what do you, how do you respond to the allegations that you hit women? It's like, Sometimes a woman needs to be hit. This is a movie star, Sean Connery. Like, this is an actual quote. Like, that that was woke for 97. So we'll go with her, I guess. He's like, she, her. He's like uh, excuse me, uh, you're not focused on the guy that uh, um, covered a woman in gold, literally <laughs> drowned her in gold, and you're focused on me because I slapped her maybe a few times? Uh, please, like, let's keep our priorities in order. He's like, have you considered she deserved it? <laughs> Joe, here is – wait, hold on. I'm finding that Sean Connery quote because uh, I don't think there is anything particular oh, – God, stop with the ads. This is in 1965. I don't think there's anything particularly wrong about hitting a woman, although I don't recommend doing it the same way that you'd hit a man. An open-handed slap is justified. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's saying. So, yeah, Nick Cage went to the uh, – the, uh, the Sean Connery school. Sean Connery school. Um, And then the worst of all, Jeff, the worst of them all. Steve Buscemi. Glenn Greenwald. Garland Green is his actual name. Um, he comes out. Wait, we need to talk about this. He comes out with a fucking face covering on, like a leather. It's worse, not like worse than fucking, Hannibal Lecter. It's not the Hannibal Lecter case. It's worse it's than like, Hannibal Lecter. It's a fucking S&M horse face covering yes with little horsey hooves that yeah, he's so like we can't connected to his front what if he's itchy man this sucks like that would suck dick although he looks like totally cool after they pull the thing off yeah he's, he's fine so scary looking that he scares ving rames <laughs> <laughs> like that's my thing is like we were texting about this and i was like they just put that mask on him because he wouldn't shut up he's not dangerous he's just annoying yeah he's not a biter they just didn't <laughs> want to look at that mug <laughs> Yeah, a couple things, Joe. I I um I uh I forgot to mention. Uh Swamp Thing, the the plane pilot looks exactly he looks like uh um David Crosby. Crosby stills Nash and Young. Okay. Two, yeah. He's the Tej of this operation cuz not only can he fly the plane, he's like let me jerry-rig this transponder with a battery so that it can Yeah, yeah, it so can he like just, survive on its own. Yeah, he just like uh um does whatever they need. He also, it's not just like he kind of knows how to fly a plane. Like the dude fucking knows they're not going to make the airstrip at the end. He's like, yeah. I'm landing on the Vegas Strip because that's where I can land. Yeah, and he's like, well, we're put, we should be pushing 228, but we're pushing about 205. <laughs> yeah, it's like what? You were in prison, dude. How do you know all of this? It's wild, dude. I want to know that guy's backstory. Yeah, That's Swamp Where, Thing spinoff. Where's the Swamp Thing prequel? And then um, we you skip past uh before they show Glenn Greenwald. It's um Dave Chappelle doing dumping the transponder in a prop plane and then saying the Department of Erections to a hot woman. Uh, yes, he steals the tracker from the plane, puts on a tourism plane. Yeah. Um, and then does yeah he tries to put the moves on a uh, security guard. Yeah, and then, yeah, then the Garland Green, he's going to Magneto Jail. Now we're caught up. Now we've got uh, John Cusack doing whatever Jeff, it is John Cusack does in this movie. It just exists. This is really the scene, actually, you can, like, this has the physical embodiments. Steve Buscemi and the Lady Boy are physical embodiments of this movie going off the rails. 
the introduction yes. of the scenes where everything goes to shit. That's true, because as soon as they show up, everything goes insane. It's just nonsense. <laughs> it's just wild. Um, Vince finds the picture uh, of the Last Supper in um, Cyrus's cell with all the eyes cut out and the letter from Bogota, Colombia. So we kind of get the sense that, okay, this is a letter to Sedino. Yeah, um, and he's like, what is wrong with this guy cutting out all the eyes? What a weirdo. Yeah, and then we flash back to speaking weirdos. Garland Green, who we find out we killed uh, 30-plus people. So he's some sort of serial killer. Um, Vince uses the Last Supper picture to decode a letter, finds out Cyrus is meeting someone in Carson City, who, again, probably Sedino. Uh, the guard... Oh, he's like, don't touch anything. And he leaves. The guard's <laughs> like, hey, what's in the stint? <laughs> yeah, immediately. He's like... He's like, don't touch anything. He's like, shut up. You're not my real dad. And he immediately opens the thing that says, do not touch things. I'll touch whatever I want. I'm the top guard here. (laughs) Tell me what to do. Come in here. I'll show you. (laughs) Then he blows him and his friend up. (laughs) His friend's like, hey. Yeah, his friend's like, don't. He (laughs) told you not to. Yeah, his friend's like the kid that's like, mom told you not to. Mom, I'm going to tell mom. Yeah. Like thinking about whether he wants to stay or not before he knows that he's blown up. Um. Yeah, the transport guard then discovers the tape recorder. Okay, so now we're flashing. Again, we're cutting all over the place here. Transport guard discovers the tape recorder on uh, Falzon, and, uh, but it smashes, so he can't hear it. Um, he calls the marshal's office to tell them about it. Oh, it is kind of weird. It is playing, though. Even though it's not playing, you hear like a... As it's like rolling along the ground, yeah make that noise um cyrus uh cyrus sees the cops coming so he kills a cop uh tells everyone to start taking off uh pinball is late uh to get back onto the plane so he tries to chase down the plane and he trips and he falls he finds uh the chief neighbor and (laughs) the chief's just like hey go fuck yourself (laughs) (laughs) Um, he's got his, like, burned-up face. It's just, like, the patching on his side of his face. Yeah, like, he's fine. Um, yeah, dude, I'm surprised that guy's, like, up and moving around after being lit on fire. He just has, like, one, like, patch on his cheek. Like... Yeah, it's, like, the ashy, like, they rubbed a little ash. (laughs) Well, that's, like, later, uh, uh, what's it, uh, John Cusack takes a jet engine to the chest, and he just has a scorch mark on his shirt, and that's it, so... This movie does not respect fire. Insides blown out of the back. Um, yeah, so... Uh, blah, blah. Pinball, yeah, he's late. Uh, the tourist plane takes off, and the FBI thinks they're tracking Con Air. Um, so they go after it. Vince and Duncan start yelling at each other back at the station over all the chaos that just occurred. Uh, Duncan calls in the Air Force. Um... And uh, he has intentions of going to shoot down Conair. Cyrus releases Garland Green uh, from his from his cage. Mm-hmm. Calls him a national treasure. Uh, Cam tries to find out what's going on. Uh, overhears Cyrus talking to Vince and Duncan over the radio. Cyrus and Vince lie to each other over the radio. Then Cyrus tells Cam that they're headed to Lerner Airfield 
to rendezvous with Cedinho's men. You're really blowing past the part where Cyrus uh, tells him that Willie peed himself. Oh, and then he sings a little song about it. Yeah. He's like, oh, nothing what? makes me sadder than Agent Loss's bladder in the airplane. Also, Joe, real quick question. Okay, so we've got a plane full of convicts, right? Convicts all all pulling in the same direction. Like um, uh, Cyrus the Virus, Ving Rhames, Cedinho, they're all the masterminds. But everybody on this plane is going to benefit, right? Everybody's going to... Uh, a non-extradition country, I guess, Brazil. Why doesn't Cameron Poe or Baby O be like, hey, when we land, can you get a needle? Because otherwise this guy's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fairly straightforward. They don't have a reason to say no. Sure. Not be, they're not like, wait, you will, you don't want your cellmate to die? What are you, an undercover cop or something? <laughs> Why do you give a shit about your cellmate, huh? Yeah. He's like, well, uh, he was my only friend for seven years. He's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is he your prison wife? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. No oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. it's 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 like um also they have like forty shotguns on this plane and one needle. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like there'd be more than one needle. But it's this 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 whole like quest a physical needle. representation of our uh, of the US budget. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of defense, not a lot of health. You said it, not me. Uh, but it's like, just just be like, hey, we need a needle. This guy's dying. Worst case yeah. scenario, he can be like, do you want to deal with a dead body? Right. <laughs> like, Actually, they got a pretty rock-solid system for dealing with dead bodies. That's true, actually. They got plenty of dead bodies to deal with. I take that back. Uh, Trisha and daughter, uh, Casey, get the news about Con Air, and Vince wants to question her. And they're just at an airport. Yeah, where? <laughs> well, no, what I want to know is, is like, does Con Air just, like, land, like, next to, like, the Delta planes? Oh, yeah, just an LAX. <laughs> yeah, just, like, a regular Delta. airport. Like, I really feel like they should meet at, like, some airstrip. Because over the, over the PA, it's, like, you know, flight 3287 from Los Angeles now or to Los Angeles now boarding or whatever. It's like, right. Oh, they're going to land this plane full of convicts just like in an airport. Okay. So I guess they are in Mobile, Alabama or in no. Alabama somewhere. No, they're in California. Cause oh, there's no way to get, get dropped off in California. He's already in California. Everybody's in California. He's going to get dropped off in California instead of going to the Supermax prison. I guess that makes sense. Yes. So everybody's in California, meaning his wife and kid are in California. We're not supposed to think this is a this is a self-owned by the makers because they could have just not said it took place in Mobile, Alabama. Yeah. At the beginning. Or like, if they're going to make that short of a flight, because in the beginning I was like, well, they had to have him go across country because otherwise the flight has to last a certain amount of time. But if they're just going to make a flight that's like an hour, hour and a half, they could have kept it all in Alabama. Yeah. Or Alabama to Florida. It's got it. Well, it's got to end in Vegas. Joe, what if the same ending, but they they crash land in Disney World? Yeah, I like it. Well, it's because <laughs> I, I think what happened was is they filmed the Mobile, Alabama stuff. 
Because this script was getting rewritten like daily, which is one of the reasons why uh, um, John Malkovich wanted to quit like every single day. Because he's like, he's like, he's like, I'm a character actor. I don't know what this guy wants. It changes every day. I yeah. wonder if they like started, they filmed the Mobile stuff and then they got to the Vegas stuff and they were like, wait. Uh, all right, don't be mad. <laughs> <laughs> this should have taken place in uh the southeast and they're like it's fine nobody will pay attention until like two pedantic idiots make a podcast in like 25 years and they're like what's a podcast (laughs) (laughs) uh it's like radio but for people with too much time on their hands uh so cam questions diamond dogs uh black supremacy (laughs) in this next scene because he's like uh Hey, how come uh, some big, you know, Malcolm X type like you is uh, uh, taking orders from some white boy on a power trip? And he's like, look, man, please do not try to catch me in logical fallacies. <laughs> it's like, dude, I ended up this movie like you. My agent said it was a good idea. I'm just here. <laughs> he just breaks into Bing Rames. Like. <laughs> he's like, look, man, hey, a paycheck's a paycheck, right? Yeah. But no, his actual response is like, do you think I care? He's like, how, he's like, how come the black character is the only one that has to come up with his own motivations for shit? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he um, just breaks into the uh, um, the speech from the beginning of uh, Chasing Amy about like Darth Vader. Where he's like, they're saying deep down inside, we all want to be white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Baby O is in bad shape. He's sweating all over the place and can't move. Because he is 45 minutes late for a shot. <laughs> uh, Vince discovers Cam uh, Poe's background as an army ranger, his understandable crime, and that he put a recorder on one of the guards and calls him an ally. But Duncan's not hearing it because he wants to shoot down the plane and takes a shooter helicopter with Skip, who's the boss, by the way. There's also Skip. <laughs> Yeah, the boss just, like, hops on the helicopter. He's like, I want to watch him shoot down this plane. <laughs> he's like, I'm not missing this shit for the world. <laughs> he's like, this um, is going to be so cool. Yeah. Uh, Cyrus tells Diamond Dog to go check out the landing gear, and then Diamond Dog tells Cam, or Poe, to go check out the landing gear immediately <laughs> after. That's called uh, delegating responsibility, Joe. That's what a good yeah, leader does. That's right. Uh, that's what good middle management does. Uh, Poe finds dead pinball crushed by the landing gear, writes a message on his shirt before tossing him off of the plane. And we get maybe the most memorable scene in the movie here uh, with Dave Chappelle soaring through the air. Um, And we see a guy who gets some bird shit on his car windshield. And he's like, just my luck, bunch of bird shit. And he's Uh, like, it just went through the wash, which was very funny to me. I don't know why. Yeah. Where are they? (laughs) They're in the Midwest now. Um, anyway, then he gets a whole bunch of pinball on his car windshield. This is, and then the, this, I don't know why I keep bringing up Kevin Smith movies, but this is referenced in Dogma, when Chris Rock falls out of the sky. I like it because, um, oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that Dave Chappelle's face is like he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like frozen in like a gritty, like, uh look. It's like Dave Chappelle, like, actually fell from the sky and was like the whole time not an already dead body right um so billy interrogates cam about his story because he was in north block and he has never heard of cam before and cam's like 
big fucking deal. <laughs> he's basically like, hey, I was in North Block. I've never heard of you. And he's like, I was in North Block. I've never heard of you. And he's like, mm. <laughs> like he was Got like, me. yeah, well, he was like, yeah, I didn't want to know anybody. You're a bunch of criminals. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of fucking people. That's like asking. Um. I don't know. Didn't he say there's like 200 people or so? He said in, there's 160 people. That's a lot, dude. I wouldn't know all 160 people. No, that's so many people. Yeah. Uh, so Garland, this is where we get Garland psychoanalyzing Billy with all his mommy issues. After, <laughs> Gar- after Poe goes and sits down, uh, Garland just injects himself into this conversation. He's like, hey, what's going on, guys? Um, so then we cut to Vince, who's asking Trisha why he didn't get off Con Air, and she says she doesn't know, but he's sure it's for a good reason, um, which I don't know how she could be so fucking sure of that, because she just, she's like, no, not my Cameron, it's like, you don't know fucking Cameron, he's been, he's been in prison for 10 years. Okay, here's the thing, too, this is what I was thinking about, so, conservatively, he was gone for a year in the army, with the army rangers. And yeah. then he comes back the first night he gets into a bar fight and then is yeah. in the prison system. So you figure he probably got sentenced after like six months, maybe. And then he spent seven years in prison. So she yeah. spent one night with him in the last like nine years. Was he only in the military for two years in your mind? Well, I'm saying conservative. Oh, minimum service. Yeah. Minimally. Minimal okay. one year. Yeah. Let's say 10 years. <laughs> I yeah. Think 10 years is a pretty conservative guesstimate. Like, you don't even know that he likes his hair long now. Yeah. (laughs) You don't know any of this shit about him. Yeah, he even says, I haven't seen, like, he's like, I haven't seen my family in forever because I didn't want, you know, my daughter to meet me in prison. Like, Right. All you got are these letters, dude. Like, people can lie in fucking letters. They do it all the time. Yeah. Uh, But she's like, no, not my Cameron. He's a hero. Not my Cameron. Um. that sounds vaguely like Bobby Hill, by the way, <laughs> when you do that. Oh, really? <laughs> You're like, that's my purse, I don't know you. <laughs> that's my purse, I don't know you. Uh, <laughs> Diamond Dog uh, steals Lady Boy's shades. Yeah. Makes and, is, and that's the big like, oh, this is so funny. This is what passes as humor. I'm wearing su- I'm wearing tiny little white sunglasses. Isn't that silly? And everybody's like, ha, 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 ha. that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, Vince finds out about pinball and had uh, and finds out that his name had been written on the body. So it was a message to him. Uh, Vince tells Duncan and Skip that they are chasing the wrong plane. They blow him off. Vince then steals Duncan's car and speeds to Lerner Airport because he can't find a plane. They're like, if you got a fast car, you can get there. And he's like, I know somebody with a fast car. Who I hate. <laughs> so let's kill two birds with one stone. And he just speeds off in Duncan's car uh, to Lerner Airport. Uh, <laughs> I, I like to think he gets in the car and it's on like a quarter tank and it just cuts to him just like at the gas station. Like, come on. Uh, I like to think he gets in it and then he doesn't know how to ride a stick. So he's just <laughs> like honking <laughs> all the way down the fucking freeway. People are like honking at him like, fucking hard to drive, asshole. <laughs> he's like, do you know how to drive? And he pulls out. He's like, no, I don't. I'm scared. <laughs> um, 
Billy Let's see how Pine. far are we in. That is, uh, I didn't call anybody a crop. So we're an hour and 22 minutes in for the first, uh, I think you should leave reference. We made it far enough. Um, Billy and Cam fight. Um, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, first, Billy finds Cam's parole letter and the stuffed bunny. And Cam says, this is the first time he says, put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> a classic and, line. And then Billy and Cam fight in the undercarry. And Billy gets impaled on a broken pipe. And Cam's like, why couldn't you put the bunny in the box? And then Cam uh, doesn't dump the body for some reason. He just, he leaves. just leaves it there. Well, he, we later find out he, like, put a blanket on it. Yeah, just like, why wouldn't you just, like, fucking throw it out of the plane? Yeah, and then um, is this where he looks at his hands, where he's like, "Oh my God, they are deadly." Like there, at some point, he like looks at his hands, like he's like, oh, "What have I done?" Like, I think that this is he's like, "Oh my God, are they right about me? Am, am I the I coolest guy me? ever? Am I so cool?" <laughs> um, Duncan and Skip finds out that they trailed the wrong plane. Finally, Garland then psychoanalyzes. Poe as a serial killer and thinks true insanity is working a nine to five. Um, he also reveals he wore a woman's head as a hat once. Apparently he's not heard of the phrase hat on a hat. <laughs> yeah. Also, no, he didn't. How hard would that, that would be so difficult to do. I'm sorry. Know. You could rig it. <laughs> you could, you could rig it. Like, you think it's like a, like he has like, like a bonnet. It's a strap, like, yes. <laughs> like a bonnet. He like wraps it around her ears and then like ties it underneath his chin. Right. Or maybe around his own ears. Like you would like a face mask up on your head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Vince arrives at Lerner. Um, yeah, Vince arrives at Lerner. Parks Duncan's car out in a shed. He finds the air control guy who's dead in a tower with his throat slit. Uh, and then Con Air shortly after arrives at Lerner Air, uh, Lerner Air Base. The other plane, there's another plane that's also landing, and they almost collide now in collision because there's nobody at the uh, at the um, uh, air control station. Yeah, hold, actually, hold on, Joburg. We missed something really quick. We didn't talk about Dahmer, Gacy, Bundy. Uh, the great ones, Dahmer, Gacy, Bundy. Do you think that they're – so you know how, like <clears> – <throat> I don't know how familiar you are with NBA Twitter – where it's like anytime somebody posts something about Kobe, somebody would be like Jordan better. Or like yeah, sure. Jordan, they'll be like LeBron better. Do you think there's like serial killer Twitter where somebody's like posts about like John Wayne Gacy and they're like uh, Bundy Jeffrey better. better, Bundy better, Dahmer better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they like yeah. compare Gacy statistics. Had good stats. He just never really pulled it out in the clutch though. <laughs> they're like John Wayne Gacy was killing uh, guys who were selling used cars in the off season. Right. <laughs> He was putting in the work. Yeah, he was, He was. He, you know, these guys were, you know, these guys weren't very stiff competition. These serial killers today, man. And he's like, and this other guy's like, you can only kill the people they put in front of you, man. You can't hold that against him. Right, <laughs> yeah, uh, Another thing. People were uh, slower back then, easier to catch. <laughs> easy. People were dumber. It was easier, you know, no cell phones. It was easier to kill people, yeah. Um, also, uh, Glenn Greenwald working 50 hours a week for 50 years. Maybe that's insane. Joe, he gave yeah. it, he really gave it to society on that one. Sure did. That's yeah, that, why he's got the muzzle. That's right. Cause no one wants to hear his shit. Yeah. The guard's like, shut up. Fuck yourself. I have a family. 
I didn't eat mine, you nutbag. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the other plane lands. They almost collide with each other. Uh, Vince almost has his head taken off by a jet engine um, that swoops in because he, like, kind of pokes his head out of the shed and then freaking jet engines right there again would have had his fucking whole body sucked into this thing yeah it was literally right there his whole head would have ripped off his body and gone through the engine um like so many birds uh con air steps or stops before almost hitting a propane tank it kind of like uh rests in the sand the convicts run around the airfield like children and like play Mm -hmm. in the sand and stuff and they were like, thank you for flying Con Air. They said the name of the movie again. They did it again, huh? Yeah. This is this part. Sorry to bring this up now, but this is when I realized it. I like to, when I when I realize, when I I realize have questions that I should have asked much earlier, I like to bring up when I thought of them. So mm-hmm. um, uh, Cyrus the Virus, Ving Rhames, and one other guy uh, are all wearing the um, uh, prison guard uniforms, right? That they stole off the guys. Yeah, they're all kind of like schlubby, shorter guys. Yeah. Whose uniform does Ving Rhames have? No clue. <laughs> they stitched like three dudes together. Because <laughs> not it is like it is like custom made for Ving Rhames. It is like tight exactly where it needs to be to show how buff he is. I'm like, yeah. whose outfit is Ving Rhames wearing? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um. Um. Yeah, so the convicts run around the airbase. Uh, the pilot of the other plane goes to bitch out Con Air and finds a bunch of prisoners beating guards senseless. He's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> he's like, he like, he's like this one, he's like one step above him going, I gotta get out of here, boys. And he just starts running off into the desert. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, never mind, damn. <laughs> um, Baby O is too far along, so if he's moved, he'll go into shock. This is where we find that out. Uh, Cam promises to go find a needle uh, for the insulin, but stops to prevent Diamond Dog from killing cops first. Like, his friend's like, he promises his friend, he's like, I'm going to get you a needle as fast as I can. I'm going to scour this whole base. Then he leaves and he's like, hey, you're not supposed to be messing with those guys. He's like, hey, what are you doing? He immediately loses track of what he's doing. He's also like, I got to find, I'm going to find you that needle. And he like walks out and it's just like, thousands of haystacks he's like oh this is gonna be difficult yeah (laughs) (laughs) nice uh he also somehow convinces cyrus to get on his side like immediately again like cyrus is so trusting in this movie cyrus acts like he wants poe to think he's cool like he's like yeah 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 Yeah." like he's not uh, he's not just like all right you make a good argument he's like no he is right like, yeah he's, he's like poe he's like poe you are so handsome you have nice big shoulder muscles i'm gonna go with what you're saying he's like right. what he's like i mean you're you make a good point yeah poe said it so why it don't must... we hug it out <laughs> yeah let's hug it out later um i'll watch the in-flight movie i heard it was pretty good um yes what's going on here convinces cyrus to take a side again Ooh, uh this is a great scene I just put exclamation points. I know what's coming up. Uh, Garland wanders around the airbase looking for someone to (laughs) psychoanalyze. Bushimi just, like, wanders off into the desert. He's just, like, fucking strolling. And uh, this is also where the ladyboy finds a dress to wear. Um, That is... 
that is like number one priority for for Sally can't dance is like yeah. I'm gonna find a dress. It's like everybody else is like digging out the plane or like doing work, and uh, it's just like, well, uh, I guess I gotta find a dress now. Yeah, like she doesn't want to go find cigarettes or like something nope. that she hasn't tried in a long time. Nope. Uh, yep. Yeah, no, she wants a dress. She wants to look pretty. Um, Cyrus starts pulling the plane from the sand and gets everyone to pull the plane from the sand with their uh, uh, ropes and fucking Ving Rhames whipping them. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> Ving Rhames just like going to town. Go it's like the slave master. <laughs> Have you seen the picture? It was, I think they set up his comedy. It's like two white guys picking cotton and then it's a black guy like whipping him with his belt. And then it's like Martin Luther King Jr. like smiling in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that. That's no. what it reminded me of. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Cam or Poe. All right, Joe, I just, need you, I just need you to look at your screen really quick. um poe is attacked by colombians while looking for the syringe so he comes into contact with sedino's uh crew johnny 23 alerts the convicts that the cops are coming in 12 minutes um garland then finds a dirty-faced girl this scene is epic. Is this the most memorable scene of the movie? More so than Dave Chappelle falling from the plane. Dave, so Dave Chappelle gets the pub as like the moment, but insofar as the scene, this has got to be the scene because most of the other scenes in this movie are completely forgettable. Like yeah, except for like no sense. <laughs> this scene is insane. Like she's having tea time inside of a dried out pool in a trailer. <laughs> she is filthy the only conclusion is that there is no water in this area at all and she is slowly dying yeah and how is she surviving then it's just yeah. an incredible story where are her parents no clue <laughs> and this trailer park is walking distance of learner airfield, which they, airfield. Said, which they said is 45 minutes from any cops like you could just do whatever <laughs> you want no cops. this is just like this is just like no man's land. It's like this is you know, like, dude, she's probably a f- fucking a part of like the Hills Have Eyes family. Joe, what if she doesn't actually exist? We haven't we haven't crossed this point. Hey, that's not a bad idea. Like, what if like if you look like your image is the pool thing? It's like there's like a dresser that's like old and stuff. Like, what if Steve Buscemi just comes across this tea set while he's having like a psychotic break and just imagines the little girl? So it would explain why, because the teacup is broken at the end of this whole thing. And the insinuation is like, oh, no, he did something horrible. But also, like, there's nothing in his backstory that reveals that he molested children. So I don't know why we're supposed to think that. Yeah, it's, it's just he's just creepy. That's all it is, is he's just creepy. Right. And um, and uh, the little yeah, girl says. Dirty face little girl. The little girl who looks like garbage is like, you look sick. Are you sick? He's like, yeah, I guess so. She's like, he's are like, you taking- no, I just look like this. <laughs> he's like, no. She's like, do you have? Are you an animorph and you're halfway into becoming a an iguana? Was a chameleon? No. He's like, no. These are just my eyes. 
They can just look in two different directions. What's wrong with your teeth, though? I mean, now that we've covered the eyes, let's let's progress down. This little girl just starts roasting Steve Buscemi. That's, it's like, you know how kids, like, they can just say, like, the the worst thing. Like, they just have they a say cut. The, Joe, they say the darndest thing. They say things that just cut to your core. <laughs> Like the John Mulaney joke, where they're like, ha, 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 look at that man. He's got highway, he's, uh, look at that high-waisted man. He's got feminine hips. Right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Cam is about to be executed when Vince, uh, Vince saves him, and they take out all the three Colombians together. Uh, they discuss plans over a standoff. Cam tells Vince that he's trying to save a friend, um, who is Baby O. Diamond Dog is whipping white people. Oh, yeah. This is where the <laughs> whipping scene is. Uh, Garland sucks at playing dolls. <laughs> she, like, the little girl's like, uh, hey, uh, thanks for coming to my tea party. And then he's just, like, standing there. And he's like. <laughs> he just gets stage fright at a children's uh, tea party. <laughs> thank you for the tea. Also, this little girl has lemons, just like real lemons on the plate. Which oh, is, there's lemons there. Yeah, I was like, I was like, why does she have lemons? I was like, oh, it's a tea party. I was like, but why does she have real lemons? Because they're very proud of their lemons. No one takes showers so they can grow lemon grows. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the heart of the heart of the town. Uh, yeah, they discuss plans. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. Uh, yeah. Garland sucks at playing dolls. Little girl has a sick burn on Bushimi, says he looks sick. Um, the little girl sings. He's got the whole world in his hands. And then that becomes a song that Steve Bushimi continues to sing. Mm-hmm. And do you know that song's about scoring heroin? I didn't know that. <laughs> messed up. Also, I made that up. Yeah, I, oh. I believe it. <laughs> I got to lie to you at least once an episode. <laughs> You're starting to catch on to my lies. I got. No, I, gotta, I mean that mm-hmm. one was a little extreme. Go on. <laughs> uh, uh, come on. That was a song we all sung when we were kids. I have a hard time believing it's about heroin. Not all of us, Joe. Not the atheists. Ah, good for you. <laughs> Look at you, high and mighty. Doesn't believe in God. <laughs> you sky wizard. Yeah. Octopus monster in the sky. That's what I believe. This is you. <laughs> That's a genre guy. I'm glad it's, it's done. <laughs> oh, Sedino. He runs off and he gets on his plane. Because uh, he was going to ditch everybody. Turns out this plane. Yeah, that's the other thing is when we we find out when Cam is fighting everybody that like this plane is not big enough to hold 50 no. <laughs> Um, It's definitely like a personal plane. It's, uh, it's like 10 people, maybe. Max, maybe like max. six, you know. Yeah. One's the pilot. Exactly. Um, so he runs off to get in this plane. Vince gets taken out by a jet engine yet again. <laughs> Again, this is where he gets blasted in the chest. Um, Vince just gets a singe mark. That's it. Yeah, (laughs) right. Uh, Vince then smashes Cedinho's plane with a crane, and the plane crashes into the gas station, and gasoline's all over the place. Um, And, uh, yeah, Poe was in the gas station, but then he's just kind of like, oh, huh. He's like, this is mighty inconvenient. Yeah. 
that's his, that's his reaction to almost everything in the whole movie. We haven't talked about we didn't talk about my my background, but when the when the whole like everything that happens, he's, his reaction is just like, well, this well ain't this great. Like yeah. everything is just like an inconvenience to him. This puts a wrench in my plans. Um, uh, Vince, yeah, smashes the crane. Cyrus then ignites the gasoline-soaked Sedino plane uh, by saying, "Because he's like, this is great." This is great. So I'll be Cedinho, okay? okay? I'll be Cedinho and you be and so Cedinho and um and Cyrus are like uh looks like you missed each your, other. Looks like you missed your exchange your uh transfer or something like that. It's like, it's like please sigh. Anara flicks Flick. the cigarette. <laughs> Best line in the whole movie. It's like cut print, that's all the movie needs. I like how just before that, Sedino's like, we were coming to get you. That's like the worst <laughs> lie of all time. <laughs> you were in the plane. We, we were yeah, coming we to get you. We just took off at full speed, but we were going to slow down when we got to to the other plane. Also, we didn't tell you this plane was here and that this was part of the plan. It was, su- yeah, was, was going to be a surprise. <laughs> Way to blow it. <laughs> Also, like, nobody questions how the crane fell down. They're like, it was none of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Sedino. Oh, yeah, he gets burned alive. Um, and then Cam narrowly escapes. Garland is still being weird with the little girl because, like, that's all he's good for. <laughs> this scene just goes on forever with him and this girl. Uh, Cam asks an old man for a syringe. He's like, oh, son, drugs will be the death of you. <laughs> this guy rules, too. Okay. Yeah, he's like, I gotta take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you stay here. He's like, easy, or what did he say? Easy for you to say, you don't gotta take a piss. Oh, piss, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, stay here and stay calm. <laughs> uh, Garland is still being weird with the little girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, still being with, weird with the little girl. Osiris discovers an armory under the plane. And arms all of the convicts, convicts, and then simultaneously discovers dead Billy Bedlam. And he's like, huh. I probably should have noticed that he was gone. (laughs) He's just like, wait a second. He's like, damn, there are a lot of characters in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I Um, forgot you were in this. (laughs) I didn't even, I forgot this guy existed. I had a whole conversation with him at the beginning. Uh, Cyrus runs through the plan with junk and dirt and a dirt map. So he like collects cans and stuff and puts it on the ground to uh, indicate certain cars and stuff. And this is that classic scene. This is actually my most memorable scene because it was in the trailer where somebody's like, uh, what's that? And he's like, that's a rock. That's a rock. And he like yeah. flicks it away. Um, and the, what the best part was the guy was just like, okay. Like afterwards, oh, like they cut. Like he was like, "Oh, okay, sorry." He's like, "How the fuck was I supposed to know?" <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, like, like he's like, "Come on, dude. You were just like this. You had this whole setup. It seems to be cleared out, and then there's just a random rock. Like I'm the idiot here. I'm the jerk." There's a bunch of rockless sand right there. Like you didn't have to build it right next to the rock. Make it confusing. Um. Yeah, they're gonna take out the front car and the back truck. Um, of this envoy that's coming there, uh, or convoy. convoy I guess the yeah. yeah. Envoy uh, would be like yes. representative. <laughs> I'm under. I'm aware. I'm very tired. <laughs> uh, 
I like the idea of an envoy just coming out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And they have to, like, it's just one guy. They wouldn't have to take out any other cars. They just, like, surround him at that point. Just one guy, yeah. Uh, anyway, they pin these other two cars, uh, and that's the plan. And then they just uh, kill everybody. Uh, the lady boy gets a machine gun. Uh-huh. She's like, what can I do? And he's like, take this, go over there, and if anyone comes close, you scratch their eyes out. And it's like, well, maybe use the gun instead. And this is when I went, this is Joe, this was another thought I had. What are Baby O and the guard talking about right now? <laughs> They're just like hanging out on the plane together. <laughs> She's like, uh, you still dying of diabetes? Is like, yep. You still yep. waiting to get raped? Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I like how she's like, you see any good TV shows lately? He's like, mm, well, I'm in prison, so no. <laughs> and then like 10 minutes later, she's like, you see any movies lately? He's like, still, still a prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> haven't seen anything. She's like, all right then. Um, <laughs> hey, have you heard this new song on the radio? Oh, sorry. Forgot you were in prison. Oh, boy. This is Damn, tough. they don't give you radios, huh? <laughs> How'd you get diabetes? Well, my my cellmate fed me snowballs every day. See, his him and his wife are from Alabama, and apparently the only thing they eat is are hostess snacks and sweet tea. <laughs> and sweet tea. Um, yeah, dude, those two characters kind of got fucked. Like they they have the shittiest time on this flight, I would say. Oh yeah, they're just hanging like. <clears throat> They're just, yeah, they're just, like, stuck anytime on Anytime someone right has now. to get held hostage, it's Bishop. <laughs> and then, like, Cyrus's body's slowly shutting down on him. Or Baby O's, yeah. Baby O's body, yeah. Yeah, his body's, yeah, he's in diabetic ketoacidosis, which, yeah, his body's just, like, shutting down on him. Right. Um, so, uh, this is where we see, really confusingly, the teacup at the tea party is broken and the girl is missing. So, this is the red herring Uh-oh. of, like... Something horrible happened here. Um, Cam finds a syringe, finally. Uh, Then the cops arrive, and Vince tries to warn them because he sees that they're about to get uh, bombarded. But it's too late. They start getting taken out one by one. Hey, Joe, I got a question for you. Yeah. Why? Okay, so they got all these weapons from the armory on the plane, right? Presumably there to, like, for, like, prison control stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Why is there a grenade launcher? Uh, oh, on the plane. <laughs> I don't know. Seems like it's not useful in close quarters. <laughs> Seems like it won't do much to keep the peace. Yeah, in a close quarter uh, aircraft. <laughs> yeah. hovering, hovering metal uh, container. <laughs> not, not ideally what you're looking to do. Blow a hole in the side of an airplane. Right. Uh, so the trucks are blown up, cops are shot, lots of explosions. Uh, Johnny twenty three heads back toward the plane to rape Bishop. He's like, he's like, hey, this will. Uh, what do I got? Like maybe fifteen minutes here. I I love he like sneaks off from the fight, but I wish it had the like Pink Panther music where he's like, and he's like doing a little dance. Yeah, getting over there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Poe decides to run through the explosions because he wants to look cool. He gets a slow-mo run through all the explosions. Uh, Vince... Wait, and he also says, he says, before he runs through it, 
we need to talk about this thing that he says to himself because I have no idea what this means. It's got to <laughs> okay. be a reference to Southern Sand. But nobody likes these two things together. He says, uh-huh. it's not exactly my ties and Yahtzee out here, but let's do it. <laughs> what? My ties and Yahtzee, the but, two most fun things you could do in the late 90s. <laughs> like, but those don't go together. Like, my ties yeah. are like hanging out next to the pool, and like Yahtzee is like you play it with your grandma. Uh, Jeff, they do when you're poor. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, when you're right, you're right. Uh, Vince hotwires a bulldozer and then, like, uses it as cover for the remaining cops that are alive. He makes a killdozer. Killdozer, yep. Uh, Cam or, or Poe ties the plane with rope to a pillar, kind of, like, anchors it. To this yeah, to, to a bollard. <laughs> bollard? Is that what that's called? Bollard, yes. I don't know why I remember that word. I want to be a bollard shot caller. <laughs> I think it's just because it's just such a funny word to say. Yeah, like, I've it, never heard that before. Yeah, because I don't know. Like, oh, somebody was like, look out for that bollard. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like that's, what <laughs> those like, that's what those things are called. I was like, a bollard? Like, yeah. And it never left my head. I'll be damned. Look at you. Uh... Poe then beats up Johnny 23. He gets there just in time to save yeah, Bishop. Because his baby O craw- was crawling over and was going to try to stop him. I submit baby O would do nothing. Yeah. I think he would get kicked in the face. But like, um, hey, you pick on someone your own size who can barely stand. <laughs> but uh, he says, when you wake up, I'll be Johnny 24. And Poe says, you want to fight somebody? I don't think he knows how this works. I don't think he Johnny 24 is trying to fight her. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, hey, you do whatever you were going to do to her, to me, to me. Johnny 23's like, all right, I guess. Beggars can't be choosers. Um, <laughs> That'd be great. He doesn't he doesn't know what rape means. He's like, no. why don't you rape somebody your own size? Rape someone your own size, huh? You think it means just like beat up really bad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just thinks he's getting worked over. You brush it off. You take a lick and you keep on kicking. Um, but he's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh shit, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. He says uh, his second woke moment of the movie where he's like, you don't treat women like that. <laughs> well, yeah, which I mean, I guess stopping. Yeah, I guess not raping women is the. Uh, Very woke. <laughs> yeah, it's it's incredibly woke, Joe. <laughs> Um, geez, Joe, quit shoving these liberal talking points down my throat. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, did, did he do cancel culture to Johnny Twenty Three? Yeah, you're can. Hey, guess what, Johnny Twenty Three, you're canceled. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great if if there's like he's like, honestly, Johnny, be better. Little problematic. Baby, I was like tweeting about it because <laughs> he's like, I'm not gonna make it, but this this is how I help. <laughs> uh. A piece of fiery plane falls on a guy and kills him. Cyrus decides to fall back. He's like, all right, we're we're done here. We're falling back to the plane. Garland shows up with his doll uh, and no little girl. And uh, this is like really like you're just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you know who Steve Hashimi is the whole movie? He's the Asian guy in the white suit from that Simpsons episode where, like, everybody's fighting and Homer wants to see what the white, guy, the white suit guy's going to do. 
that's Steve Buscemi this whole movie. Like, what is he going to do? Like, you're like, move. Also, Joe, that reminds me. So Steve Buscemi wearing all white, Poe wearing all blue, and other various inmates wearing all orange, right? Hmm? Is that because, did they, is it so cheap because there's no patterns on it? Because if there's more patterns, it'd be more expensive. It's true. Second, I think you should leave out into the episode. Yeah, cool patterns. <laughs> um, yeah, it'd be great if one of them, one of the convicts just had a, a freaking pattern <laughs> shirt. A, a Dave Flash's uh, jumpsuit. Yeah, someone's like, hey, where'd you get that? That's kind of neat. He's like, you like this? The pattern's so complicated. It was $1,500. <laughs> Uh, Cyrus notices the plane is anchored, and so him and Diamond Dog shoot, both shoot at this pillar. Sorry, collared. Collared? Paul, bollard. 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 Um, to, uh, they shoot it up to bits, and the rope then swings around and into the shed and hitches onto Duncan's car. Bravo. A-plus a filmmaking right here. The Duncan Mobile. Uh, Vince tries to shoot the tires of the plane. Duncan tries to shoot the pilot, and they both fail. And then Duncan watches. I love how both think he's like, shoot the tires. I'm shooting the, for the pilot. It's like you're both failing miserably. It's what like little thinking? kids. It's like little kids. What do you what think? What they need is Christian Slater. Christian yeah. Slater, who can one shot the pilot from like 50 yards away. I mean, that's a helicopter windshield. This is a fucking jetliner windshield. <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess it's, that's true. I think Joe. it's prepared for impact, you know? Also, nobody thinks to shoot to like shoot the back of the plane where all the convicts are standing. Oh, yeah. N nobody thinks to do that. Just let it go. There you go. Um, so Duncan then watches his car soar into the air and then smash into the air control tower. No, but he says that can't be my plane. Or he's like, is my that your car? California. My, my car, my car. I left that at, at the office. Yeah. And then they check out the wreckage and says, "As as kicker," which we didn't say before, is his license plate. Well, they did. Did they show it before? Yeah, they did. Oh, they did when he pulled in. Okay, I wasn't yeah. sure. And also uh, later on in the movie, John Cusack's like, "If it's insured, I know a body shop." Uh, Joe, uh, in my expert opinion, that car is a total loss. Not salvageable. <laughs> Total Asto. It, ex it it didn't explode. It like it came apart like like a clock in a cartoon does. <laughs> <laughs> All the individual parts are Just shown like, like yeah, kind of like popped out. out. Like it didn't explode. It like yeah, it came apart like a clock in a cartoon, or it's just like like all this stuff comes out yeah or like one of those little plastic eggs with candies in them. <laughs> pops open and it's all spilled on the ground. Um, so then we get Sweet Home Alabama. Sweet Home Alabama. Uh, it starts playing. And uh, we, we see that the little girl is okay. <laughs> I guess. Physically. <laughs> Physically. <laughs> Physically. We do not know what emotional toll Steve Buscemi has taken on this girl. I mean, it cannot be any worse than the life she apparently leads. <laughs> Joe, this girl is dead. She is a ghost. Ah, a little Sixth Sense thing going on? A little Sixth Sense. Oh, my. Yeah, Joe, she died of thirst in the desert. She died of neglect. Yeah. It, and all she her, wanted was to have someone play a tea party with her. Joe, she drowned in that pool. 
Yeah. And then it, it dry and then her parents, There wasn't much water it, in it. Yeah, she just it dried walked, up. She just wasn't too bright. She just laid down <laughs> face first. Her parents wow. were like, "All right, this won't be invented for another 15 years, but we're going to do what's called planking." <laughs> <laughs> you plank in this pool. We'll come back to check. Um Cyrus, uh no, 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 not Cyrus. Oh, yeah, uh, live and well. She's waving bye-bye. Did you read the subtitles of what she says? No. She says, bye-bye, Bob. Oh, yeah. Fucks Bob. <laughs> Bob is, um, when they're doing the uh, the tea party, she's like, hi, Bob, do you want to come over for dinner? When Steve Buscemi... Uh, oh, it's the doll's freezes. name. Yeah, when he freezes and is like, uh, 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 line. <laughs> <laughs> really put me on the spot here. I just, I just wanted some tea. Uh, so we get a dance party on the plane. <laughs> That'd be great. They're singing. He's like, "Listen, girl, I didn't come, like, are you gonna serve me tea or not? Like, I didn't come here to sing a song. Like, yeah. <laughs> running a fucking crackpot establishment here." <laughs> um, yeah. So we get the Sweet Home Alabama. We get Sally can't dance dancing. <laughs> yeah, which cannot dance which apparently she could she can now uh diamond she can actually dance pretty good it's like, yeah not, the not she does, she's like like her knees are swinging all over the place i'm like i can't do that she's doing some moves uh diamond dog discovers cam's parole letter and then tells cyrus cyrus then pretends not to know who the snitch is after he's told yeah, and then he holds Bishop hostage. Again, Bishop's fucking getting held hostage to flush out the uh, the snitch. But uh, oh baby or baby oh says it was him and uh, calls Cyrus a bitch. Yeah. Oh, we didn't we didn't mention baby oh did get his insulin. Oh yes, you're right. He because yeah. he found the syringe. They injected him with insulin. He's fine now. Yeah, also... Uh, His body so goes from completely shut down to back... Too fine. Ready to go. Too fine. Not even, like, n- no worse for wear at all. Like, maybe he's got to eat something. I don't know. But he's also... He's not sweating anymore. He's standing. He's, like, you know... Also, what we uh, what we kind of passed over was um, was uh, Steve Buscemi being, like, defined irony. You know, like, a bunch of idiots on a plane. And, and uh, I want Poe to just be like... Does anybody know where that mask is? This guy will not shut up. Like, can we take a vote to put the mask back on him, please? Define shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, he's just such an unlikable person. Like, Steve Buscemi is such a, like, buzzkill. He's fundamentally, yeah, fundamentally unlikable. Like, he's just like, God, (laughs) shut up. He's the kid that gets picked on in high school, but you don't feel bad because they're they're fucking doing it to themselves. Yeah, it's like you do not have to do like, like it's like people are making fun of you because you have a bad personality. You're a bad like, human being. Yeah, you can stop this <laughs> anytime. Uh, so he gets interrupted. Oh no no no, Cyrus. Uh oh, Baby O gets shot in the stomach because he called Cyrus a bitch. Uh. And now he's dying again, which, by the way, that's what I said. You the mean, whole movie is for nothing. If you're Poe, <laughs> think about this. If you're Poe and you just like ran through an explosion filled airfield to get a syringe for some insulin to save your friend's life 
And the first thing he does is pick a fight with a fucking lunatic. I'm furious. Yeah, it's like, come on, man. Tell me you're going to do this next time so I don't have to bother. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be Uh, great if he gets shot in the stomach. He's like, Poe, I need my insulin. (laughs) Poe, you got some tweezers and uh, some painkillers. It's like, god damn it. He's just... uh, what he is is he's just he's just giving uh, Poe quests like it's a video game. Right. It's like, <laughs> it's like all uh, right, now your next quest. You got to get uh, forceps, needle, thread. It's like, oh, come on. Right. You have to craft some bandages. <laughs> um, yeah, so Cyrus then reads Cam's daughter's poorly written letter from the beginning. My um, name is... Casey Poe. Yeah. I, I, it's the 4th of, 14th of July. July 14th. July, July 14th. 14th. July 14th. Um, then holds a gun to the stuffed bunny's head. They're amazing. Uh, but he gets interrupted by the attack helicopters, which show up right behind him. Yeah, he goes, make a move, and the bunny gets it, which is just... Justice. I mean, just A+. Plus. Just... just <laughs> That's the that's that's the image for the episode. When, when you know you're batshit. <laughs> yeah. And it's not only that, but it's the implication. He like walks over the window like he's like, I'm gonna shoot this bunny in the head, and then I'm gonna throw it out the window, so it has no chance of survival. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't sew it back up and put that's the right. stuffing in. Um. So Duncan starts firing on the plane, uh, but Vince. Stops him. He tells him to stop. He's in a separate helicopter. He's like, don't do this. Uh, there are good people in there. And Duncan doesn't care. Um, I don't think I don't think they like each other, Joe. They, they, they start don't. arguing with each other a lot. But they have a breakthrough in this scene uh, a little bit later. Baby O is bleeding out and then begins questioning God's existence. He's like, like, the only thing I keep thinking is, like, God doesn't exist. <laughs> like, no, man, you just have really bad luck. <laughs> Yeah, you just create bad luck for yourself. <laughs> uh, Baby O says, hey, where are you going? And Cam says, I'm going to show you God does exist. He has a lot of these lines <laughs> that are just like just, cringy. Joe, just correct me if I'm wrong here. OK, so he says, I'm going to show you that God does exist. So isn't seeing God, a euphemism, making somebody see God, a euphemism for giving them an orgasm? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show you God does exist. That'd be like, a wait, what, are, what are you doing with my... Wait, what are, what are you... What are you <laughs> Bishop's like, I didn't see nothing. And he's like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> Cyrus the virus just like has the gun and the bunny and he's just like... What is that? He's like, yeah. all right, dude, you win. You win. I give up. No, wait, Garland Green's like, that's fucked up. <laughs> He's like, hey, that's not a little girl. <laughs> yeah, fucking seven-year-old girls are one thing, but your roommate of ten years? Gross. <laughs> when he doesn't expect it at all? <laughs> um, Garland is calm as bullets are flying past him. So bullets, like 50 cows, are like whipping through the cabin. He's just sitting there. He, he gets shot through the arm. No, 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 this is Garland. Who's oh, just super oh, calm. As oh, Garland. It, Garland. Yeah, okay, Garland. Poe yeah. is also calm, as like you said. First, he takes out the con, con that calls him a little bitch boy. 
And then he gets shot, like you said, in the tricep. <laughs> just a chunk flies off, and he just keeps walking. Well, I, I, so I pause it at that point. It's a through and through. It no, it's not the edge. his bicep and out, like, the bullet wound is, like, the middle of his, oh, you can't see. The bullet wound is, like, right here. Yeah. Like, the middle, it, it's, it goes through, it does, I thought it winged him at first. And then yeah. I looked, I was like, no, it, it's supposed to go through his bicep. Doesn't, forget, doesn't stop, doesn't even flinch. Doesn't yeah, even his re- arm doesn't sink, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, that's fucking wild. Um. But you'll notice in this movie, as this movie progresses from here on out, like bullet holes through and throughs, uh, fucking wooden uh, <laughs> handles of stuff should, broken, going through ankles, nothing changes. People like are fine. 15, 16 inches through the ankle, too, with one thrust. Right. Like, ha! And then he's just walking. He's fighting Nick Cage after that on, on top of the truck. Um. So Vince blocks Con Air from the line of fire with his helicopter. So that's how he gets Duncan not to fire the missiles. Um, Cam bitch slaps Ladyboy. Very woke. Yes. Yeah, so he goes to punch Sally Can't Dance. This is what I referenced earlier. Stops. Slaps her instead. So yeah. just, I mean, respecting gender identity, Joe. That's huge for 1997. Yeah. He's being, he's being better. Yes. He's like, I learned a lot in prison. I found this thing called Twitter. I found this thing called <laughs> Tumblr. It taught me a lot. Taught me a lot about how to treat people and how to listen to their experiences. <laughs> uh, Cam tells Swamp Thing to land the plane and then radios Vince to tell him not to fire on the plane. Uh, Duncan decides not to fire the missiles and then Cyrus gets knocked out by Bishop. Uh, so then Swamp Thing... Says that he cannot make it to the airport, so he's landing this thing on the strip. Uh, Garland starts singing. He's got the whole world in his hands, and people are pissed off. <laughs> put the mask on him. <laughs> Why doesn't anybody put the mask on? Him? Uh, Vince calls for fire. Oh, this engines. is this is where Swamp Thing puts on the helmet. He's like, oh, I'm yeah. taking it in, and it's like, where did this helmet come from? Uh, yeah, because he says, I'm not exactly landing it. I think the proper term is crash. <laughs> and he throws the helmet on. It's like, nice. Why are you doing this bit? Fly the plane. <laughs> Fly the plane, man. Uh, Vince calls for fire engines, paramedics, and cops to clear the strip. Uh, the plane crashes, takes out the hard rock guitar, loses both its wings, and then crashes into a pond and into a parking lot where it takes out a white Corvette and smashes into a casino and all the slots go off. That's the whole landing sequence. So this part is cool because when I was a dumb kid, I thought that things that happened actually happened. Like, like if you got shot in a movie, I thought those were guys on like death row who were like all that stuff. They were going to demolish the sands. So they actually like filmed the sands getting demolished and used it for this scene. Oh, nice. Yeah, because I think that's where uh, the what are the, the Maloofs, I think that's where their casino went. Palms? Palms, yeah, that's what it's called. I couldn't remember. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, bu- 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 oh, another thing that they convince you of when you're a kid is that if you hit a uh, uh, slot machine hard enough, all the money comes out. Or no, yes. first it'll hit all sevens, then the money comes out. Yes, that's how it works. That's why I run around kicking slot machines. I have never been allowed in a casino for more than 30 seconds. Right. 
Uh, Cyrus threatens... Yeah, you're on their blacklist along with, like, Joe Pesci's character in Casino. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, Bugsy Siegel. Um, uh, Cyrus threatens Cam's daughter's life. Yeah, he says, like, the last thing she's going to smell is my stinking breath. Like, ooh, self-burn. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, brush your teeth. That won't be a problem anymore. Uh, Ladyboy emerges from the plane, says, oh, men in uniform. Which, I mean, they... <laughs> this is just over the top. I mean, every, every day, there's men in uniform. You're in a prison. You're in a prison. You see men in uniform literally every day. Yeah, and these are the exact same men in uniform she sees every day. <laughs> these aren't, exactly. like, military guys or anything. Um, Cam rescues Bishop and, uh, Baby O. Baby O is then taken to a hospital, so it's presumed that he is saved. Cyrus pops out from the plane and then sneaks onto a fire truck with Diamond Dog and Swamp Thing. So just when you think, like, it's all over, they're all gonna get caught. Finishing scene. Yeah, he literally pops out of the plane. Like, there's a, like, little hatch that he, like, he's upside down. Like a reverse mole. And he's like, he like looks around, like he pops his head out and he like looks around and then he, yeah. Gutters. By the way, this whole sequence would have not happened if he had just gotten into the cab with Swamp Thing. Like the fire truck would just be driving away because they all saw him because he was riding the um the ladder. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Why was he on the top? That makes no <laughs> exactly. sense. Um, Cyrus. Uh, okay, so the cops find Johnny 23, and he's Great having a bit. bad day. <laughs> Great bit. I loved I remember this bit from the first time I saw it, and then I forgot about it right until they were like, yep, this one's dead. And I was like, oh, his arm's not attached! And they just remove his body. And you know what's cool about it is they don't linger on it long, so you no. almost don't pick it up until the next scene. You're like, wait, that guy's arm was off? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, yeah, really well done. Um... I also just like, yeah, this one's dead. <laughs> you chuck him on the chuck him on the pile with the other ones. Uh, Cam and Bishop have sentimental have a sentimental moment with one another, uh, where Bishop thanks him for saving her life. Uh, Vince gives him, and gives him a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. Which, Joe, how did Broken Arrow end? <laughs> That's a great point. These two have a, a more intimate relationship than the main romantic leads in Broken Arrow. Christian Slater gets a firm handshake. That's right. Put her there, pal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In a movie where she's being groped by a gunman. Yes. Anyway, uh, Vince and Cam both see Cyrus escaping on the fire truck. And so they decided to take off on police helicopters, matching, no, police motorcycles. I'm sorry. Matching police Wait, motorcycles. Who they? Neither one of them has the jurisdiction to do this. No. <laughs> Especially not Poe. Especially not Poe. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bad idea by Poe. Like, He's like, oh, they'll understand. I'm just chasing a really bad guy. No, they won't. You've committed yeah. a crime. <laughs> you just, bro, you were involved in a takeover of a plane like as far as anybody knows like and what's great is like um john he like kind of looks at john cusack and john cusack's like it's all right <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> it's like he gets the okay like 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 uh john cusack's like getting him into a club like he's like yeah i'll 
No, he's with me. He's with me. It's okay. It's okay. He's with me. No, it's more like your friend going like, you're good. And then you just walk into the club and the bouncer's (laughs) like, hey, get the fuck back here. (laughs) No, yeah, your friend's like, no, you're good. And he's like, no, 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 it's okay. I know him. He's like, who are you? (laughs) you? (laughs) You're wearing sandals. (laughs) You, uh-huh. You're wearing sandals and a basketball jersey. Get out of here. Get out. Take your shit friend with you. Um, yep. So they chase him all the way through Vegas. We get the final scene. The chase goes into a tunnel. Cyrus uses the water hose on the cops, which is kind of a cool little bit. I like that. Uh, Cam revs his bike. And then jumps onto the fire truck ladder and hangs from it, and the bike smashes into Diamond Dog. And explodes. And explodes. <laughs> just guys. Just no, they, this last scene, they're like, it's not enough to have like one thing that'll kill these guys. These guys have to die multiple times. This is one of those things where we keep joking about them like running out of money in the budget. It's like they looked at the budget and they were like, Oh, we gotta spend this. Yeah, what else can we have happen to these guys? Uh, Cyrus is stabbing at Cam through the ladder with, like, one of those long wooden hooks. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Spears. <laughs> yeah, or and why it would be on a fire truck. It looks like the thing you use to, like, poke at the fire in a fireplace, but, like, wooden and, like, on a fire truck. The only thing I can think is that's the thing they use to get cats down from trees. It's <laughs> like they lower the branch with it so then they can reach the cat. And if they slip, they accidentally like launch the cat. <laughs> yeah, it goes flying like in a cartoon. <laughs> um, anyway, he Cam finally grabs this thing, breaks it off, and then one fail swoop stabs Cyrus through the ankle with the jagged edge. Somehow uh, Cyrus... A good 15 or 16 inches, Joe. Oh, like, dude, it's all the way halfway in and yeah, halfway out. And then insane. Cyrus is cool. Like, he's just standing and fighting still. Well, he pulls it out, and he's got conservatively, what I would say that, a two-inch diameter hole in his leg. And it's just sure. like, he's like, right all right, let's a, go. A crucial point for standing. Yeah, he's like, all right, let's do this. Uh, so they start fighting on top of this truck. And uh, Vince tells Swamp Thing to pull over. He, like, blows a hole in the top of the thing of the cabin. Then he's like, yeah. pull over. Yeah, he takes an axe. And, like, this is, like, the only cool thing. Well, actually, that's not true. We we kind of yada yada over it when he broke a plane in half with a crane. That's another cool thing. That oh, did. I did yada. I mentioned that. But that yeah. is cool. Yeah, he broke he broke a plane in half with a crane. And then he, he, like, hacks a hole in the cab with an axe, which is both very cool. Pretty badass. And he's like, pull over. And Swamp Thing's like, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I won't be doing that. Thank you for asking, though. <laughs> sure thing. Uh, so he tries to knock him off the truck by, like, swerving, you know, into stuff. Um, Cam handcuffs Cyrus to the ladder, raises the ladder uh, up, says, like, you're not getting anywhere near my little baby, Cassie. And uh, Vince then fills the truck cabin with water from the hose. And uh, then the truck crashes and Swamp Thing goes flying through the windshield. So, again, not enough to, like, drown him in the cabin, but, like, you got to have him, like, flying headfirst on the pavement from a speeding truck. It is – this is, like, just an A-plus um, 
just sequence of events. Totally, dude. And in the IMDb trivia section, it's just like uh, it just says something about like the assistant director says that he should have died from that. Like some guy was like, no, there's no way he could still be alive after he flies through the thing and then hits the the electrical wire. Oh no, no, that's that's uh, that's Cyrus. I'm just oh, talking about were... Swamp Thing who was like in the water filled oh, yeah, cabin. Yeah. And, and then, then smashes through the windshield. I thought you were talking about Cyrus. Yes, he just, yeah. <laughs> no, that's Every, coming up. Everybody gets off of this uh, uh, fire truck in, like, the most painful possible way. Yes. Like, <laughs> even John Cusack has a normal bail, and he still just, like, goes, like, back first into the hood of a car. Right, right, right. Uh, the truck heads toward a overhead walkway. Cyrus slams into one side of it and then out the other. Which, like, he was handcuffed to that ladder, so his arm's ripping off. He definitely as, has a Johnny 23 situation on his hands here. He's got a Johnny 23 as he goes flying through this thing. Um, and then on to electrical wires. And then on to down, like, a quarry. Yeah, um, the quarry, they're on the Las Vegas Strip. <laughs> yeah. At night. And there's a quarry with, like, an active rock smasher that's yeah. just, like, somebody forgot to turn off, I and guess. And a conveyor belt, yeah. <laughs> a conveyor belt. Um, yeah, it's like a mining area. It's, like, yeah. really weird. Like, um, I know these these are, the- like, I know casinos like to have themes, but I feel like a active quarry is not a good yeah. theme for a casino. Yeah, I don't think that's going to attract people. Yeah. Um, that might be an off-strip idea, not really an <laughs> on-strip idea. Uh, so the truck slams into a money truck. The fire truck does. It explodes. It and then money goes flying everywhere. I feel like that was used in like five different movies back in the 90s. Joe, like money is flying all over the place. And it's like, it's that's like the 10th most insane thing that happens in the scene. Is like there's just money falling from the sky for ages. Right. <laughs> and people are all there. They haven't like gone and hidden like behind stuff. They're just no. all suddenly out there like hey there's money in the sky uh so then we get back to cyrus because cyrus is not dead cyrus is on a conveyor belt and then he is positioned under a giant crushing pillar like a stone crusher like he like wakes up he wakes up he's like oh oh, what is going oh no like it's not even like he has a lot of time to move his head yeah kind of like sitting there like huh why it's like is that a rock crusher? No, that wouldn't be on the strip. Wait, he, yeah, maybe that's why he's so right. He's like, why is there a rock crusher on this? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I'm dead. Um, Yes. So the bunny, we see the bunny floating toward the gutter uh, before Cam grabs it. Uh, and then Pennywise grabs him and drags him. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a whole new movie. Uh, no. So did you watch the scene? The bunny goes into the gutter, right? And he, like, grabs it out. And n- no, he, like, it goes into the gutter, holds there for a little bit, and then you see Cam, it cuts to a scene of Cam reaching into the gutter and pulling the bunny out. It's like, yeah. how shallow is this gutter? Very. That's Next insane. question. <laughs> Very shallow. Next question. Um, so he gets the bunny, grabs it. Cam now trusts Vince. Uh, the cops find Garland's doll, and they say, this is kind of weird. <laughs> this probably like this? belonged to a weirdo. <laughs> uh, they're like, this guy is like, uh, is this that guy that won't shut up? You, this is probably his doll, right? 
Like, yeah. yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, Vince. Yeah, no, the cops like, uh, you know uh, what um, Freud said about inmates that have it's like a curse that passes through this doll. <laughs> his friends like don't want to hang out with him after he's like the most popular guy at the station now his friends want nothing to do with him um so cam now trusts vince uh vince apologizes to duncan for wrecking his car he's like i'm sorry i know a body shop Ain't sorry man work. car's a total loss hate to break it to you in my literal professional opinion <laughs> uh cam and trisha lock eyes and we get uh, How Can I Live Without You yet again. How can I live without you? Uh, which is one of two songs that can be playing in this <laughs> podcast. Uh, he immediately apologizes for his gross hair. He's <laughs> like, sorry, sorry, look like garbage. I've been in prison for seven years and then I thwarted the hijacking of uh, this here plane by a group of criminally insane. Why don't you like me, little girl? <laughs> Look me! <laughs> Look at Look me! At me. <laughs> he like grabs her by the shoulder. I'm your father. Um, Cam tries to give Casey this disgusting sewer-soaked stuffed bunny, and she doesn't want it. Guess what? <laughs> um, uh, I do love. Yeah, Trisha scolds her and tells her to take it. Dude, I love this fucking scene because, like, of course she doesn't want this doll, and of course it's she doesn't gross. want it from you because you're gross. Like, why don't you fucking, I don't know, get to know her first. Like, build a connection. Joe, at this current point, money is literally falling from the sky. Just take some of that money and buy her a new bunny. Yeah, dude, they got a gift shop at, like, Caesar's Palace. Just go there. Um, Yeah, Trisha scolds her, tells her to take it. Casey looks very confused, but takes the bunny anyway, and then hugs Cam. I love when they hug. She hugs, but she's like confused hugs like she's like like, do i have to who is this guy i i'm still not sure he's my dad um they all hug how do i live without you keeps playing uh jeff end of movie or is it because we get a bonus scene at a craps table a mysterious shooter takes a roll and he's got a fruity drink perhaps a mai tai Um, and maybe he's like what is this game yahtzee (laughs) Like, yeah, they both have dice. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. Uh, well, actually, what happened is, is he had the dice in his pocket, and he was trying to figure out a uh, time to show somebody the dice. Uh, Third, I think you should leave. There you go. <laughs> All comes back around. Bravo, sir. Uh, it's none other than escaped serial killer and possible child rapist, Garland Green. What a joyous ending. <laughs> He escapes authorities and just lives his life. He killed 30 people. I'm sure he's he's totally fixed after that awkward exchange with that little girl. And then, Joe, the best ending that you've ever seen. Cool 90s characters breakdown. Well, it's got everybody. It's like actor, character. And you're just like, oh, yeah, let me let me let me let me get some of this. All right, Joe, you ready for some trivia? Yes. Uh, One. Um, Willem Dafoe and Mickey Rourke both auditioned for Cyrus the Virus. So Mickey Rourke would have done a worse job, but Willem Dafoe would have done a better job. Yeah. This would have been more believable, I think. Two, this movie is called Wings of Hell in France. No shit. Because Pawn is like 
a slur for very dumb, like dumb people. Okay. Yeah. Um, three, Jason Isaacs auditioned for Cyrus the Virus. That's not the weird part. He was supposed to do a thing with a gun. And he's like, oh, can I use a pencil or whatever? Like, I want a prop in my hand. Uh, the, an assistant handed him a, 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 a prop gun that was a real gun. Oh, fuck. And, and the director was like, excuse me, you just have a gun? <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. I love that. That uh, oh, and and apparently uh, Jason Isaacs when he tells his story, like when he's like, "Is this a real gun?" He said, "My voice went up like three octaves." Like he's like, "Is this a real gun?" Oh, <laughs> uh, Joburg. So, yes. Super blockbusters in full swing. It's great. But this is our podcast, so you know what that means. We have to do what? The Ron Martini movie. Hey. <laughs> Next week's movie, Murder in the Orient, 1974, which you have to search Murder in the Orient in quotation marks in Google to find anything about this because it's they're like, no, dude, it's called Murder on the Orient Express. It's like, no, it's not. It's called Murder <laughs> in the Orient. Don't tell me what to think, Google. <laughs> yeah. And uh, here is the summary. During World War II, when the Japanese were fighting in the Philippines, they buried a stash of gold. They decided to abandon the traditional treasure map deciding instead to engrave directions to the loot on two separate samurai swords. Now, in the swing in 70s, the nefarious Golden Cobra gang has one of the swords. They desperately want the other one. Mm, intriguing. Yes. yes. Uh, Jeff, this is Marcini's first movie, right? It is his first movie. But here's the thing. There's more to it, but I'm not going to read it. But on, the last sentence. On, the top, on top of that, the American Paul Martelli, on Martini, is caught up in this madness because he was involved with Sue's sister, which Sue is one of the leaders. Joe, is he going to accidentally be Viet Cong again? Maybe. He loves getting caught up in other countries' Wait, affairs. Did it just say that he was accidentally involved in, with Sue's sister? No, he was involved with it, and then he accidentally gets caught up in all the madness. Oh, okay. So this is kind of like uh, the offshoot scene in Death Machines <laughs> made into a real movie. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. So, uh, Joburg, I forgot to ask. Uh, yeah. Conair, how do you feel about it? Dude, fantastic movie. I, I, I have no... I don't know what else you could want from a action movie than this. This delivers on all fronts for me. Um, and it's, It was one of my top movies as a kid, along with Face Off, which we also covered... Uh, the third one, it's really part of a trifecta with The Rock for me. Yes, uh, we will come back to The Rock, I think, at some point. You think we will? I can't remember if that movie's stupid or not because I loved it so much. That might be my favorite of those three. I watched it with Kate because I was like, oh, actually, also the movie's like two and a half hours long. Very long. <laughs> it's a very long movie. Like, oh, I looked up The Rock IMDb. I'm not interested in Dwayne Johnson. Uh, yeah. We got it's, enough. It's longer than you remember, and it's not as good as you remember. But I just remember there is like the pearls, the, yes, the toxic pearls. And I was gonna say the best part about it is, do you know uh, uh, about the pearls and how they played into the war in Iraq? No. MI6 was like, uh, yeah, their Saddam has these like this like nerve agent, and it looks like it looks like a series of like pearls and all this uh. stuff. And then uh, they like they just like made this up and submitted it officially. And um, 
looking back on it, the intelligence community was like something like this has literally never existed except in the rock <laughs> makes no sense <laughs> he's like this so this this mi6 guy just like submitted uh part of the script from the rock as his like yeah there's other. they're like ripping apart intel like siskel and ebert would rip apart a bad movie <laughs> all right joeberg so yeah i guess we'll be back next week with murder with in the orient murder in the orient you can't find it anywhere so probably a bad thing for you guys to watch it but joe and i will describe it so uh thank you for listening to the reactionaries podcast uh we will be back next week uh or two weeks sorry if you like what you heard please rate review and subscribe in your podcast app of choice if you didn't like what you heard just subscribe so for joe this is jeff thanks for listening and i forgot to say it during the episode so what a crop put the bunny back in the box Baby, you would take-